All right. The dudes have one hell of a show lined up for tonight. We've got NXT. We've got SmackDown. Some new trademarks for AEW. Joey Janela with some pretty harsh words for us wrestling fans. Andrade asking for his release. We'll get into that. Um, Paul White tells us when he shit his pants during a Brock Lesnar match. And more. They call me Boxman. He's the smooth-talking smart over there. And we are your Dirt Sheet Dudes.
I saw some figures standing in the doorway Weapons in their hands I didn't know what to do All right. What's going on, everybody? That's that song from AEW the other night. <laughs> I did find right it. I've, there you go. That's the name of the song, Blood on the Wall. Um, and uh, I'm not sure who sings it, but I found it on an album called Murder Ballads. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, a little something to whatever you want to do there. Uh, murder Ballads. Yeah, Murder Ballads. So if you're ever just digging her, the things you find on YouTube, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> so I did find that on YouTube and uh, good song, though. I said I liked it. So I went ahead and uh, grabbed it real quick. And uh, how's everybody doing tonight? It's Friday. We should all be doing good. I once again am Boxman. Smark is over there. What up, Smark? What's going on? Oh, not bad, man. Weekend here. I got no one at home. It's a little quiet, a little quiet in my house. I wish I could have helped you out because I, I was you said no one was at home, and I was thinking a little bit about that Van Halen song, but I don't actually know the lyrics, so I can't help you. Uh, uh, you never know. I might uh, might pull a risky business. Who knows? Yeah. Ah, there you go. I mean, my dad doesn't have a Porsche, but used to, <laughs> but he doesn't anymore. Now he's got a. What is he? He loves his Kia. My dad's got a Kia. He loves his Kia. You know, everybody that has one does. Yeah. I've never really heard anybody say anything bad about Kia. My mom had one. Like, the warranty policy is really good, and they always the service and all that shit. It's all real good, and it, it held up really well. The reason why I say she had one and didn't doesn't have one currently is because a tornado came by that year, that last year, and we had those tornadoes, and it... A tree landed on it. Mm. So otherwise, she would have kept rocking with it, but she was kind of forced out of no longer owning a kid. So. Yeah. My wife had a Sorrento for a while. She liked it. Yeah, oh, yeah. like I said, a lot of people, I've, I've never heard anybody have anything really bad to say about it. Mm. My grandma has one, too, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, look at that. You got a little Kia family going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, my grandfather was saying the other, not too long ago, or, well, probably about like a year ago that he wanted to follow my mom around and and there in her car so that that way they could have a soul train. Ah, and I said, they both have Kia souls. I'm assuming. Yep. Ah, understandable soul train. I get it. Choo choo. Uh, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, smart. You had, I don't even know where to start with that, so why don't we mention that before we do plugs real quick, and then we'll, uh, we will get into plugs after that. Yeah, so I had somebody reach out to me, and I just say somebody because I don't know if they want me to say that it was them or not, but uh, I had somebody reach out to me and just kind of put a word in. Apparently, and this is on Facebook, so I'm not betraying anybody's trust here. No, no not at all. Um... Papa Dave, who is a friend of us, ours, friend of the show, however you want to put it, apparently had some some heart issues. Um, and his daughter had posted about it on Facebook. He uh, he had a heart attack, and he's been in the hospital for a little while. He's gone through some procedures. He's having surgery when he gets transferred to Dallas. So for those who are listening that know him and have kind of talked to him or whatever, just 
basically, you know, if you're a religious person, maybe put some prayers out there. If not, you know, just well wishes, keep in your mind, keep in thoughts, send out positivity his way, you know, perhaps maybe check out Planet Rack on tour or whatever, because he's, you know, he's very proud of that. He's always been very proud of that. And they do some hard work there. I don't mean to like make this a plug necessarily, but just, you know, whatever you can do in terms of positivity, just send it his way and keep him in your thoughts, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to send him up this way. Um, he's probably at the Baylor Hospital down there. Um, they have a network of hospitals, uh, Baylor. So it's probably why they're shipping him up to Dallas more than likely. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's awful. And I, I, I read the post wrong. I thought, I thought it was Dave saying his dad. I completely read that post wrong. Now, now I'm worried. Um, but anyway. Uh, wow. Get better, Dave. And, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear you on the old rack on tour soon. Yeah, absolutely. I, nothing but love his way. He's, uh, we've competed against him in the past. We were, we were talking about not too long ago, like a week or two ago, they were doing that, uh, movie trivia contest on uh Highmark. So I was yeah. talking about we, we headed up besting me on that and you guys did Puff and Pass together. So he's been a bit of an adversary of ours, so to speak. But yes. he, he's a top of the notch he's a top of the line dude. He's a he's a good guy. So I've yeah. got nothing but positive things to say about him. And if he does in fact hear this, we love you, sir. Get better. Absolutely. Most definitely. Please do. And uh keep thinking. We'll we'll uh we'll all keep thinking about you man. And uh Talk to you soon. And, um, all right. I guess we knock out plugs from there. Kind of a weird transition, yeah. but, uh, let's go ahead and do it real quick. Get it, we can get it done with because we got all that stuff to get into. Smart's got a few stories to get. I've got a few stories to get. Everyone's got a few stories to talk about tonight. But we're going to start with NXT right after we do this right here. Hi, Marks. Check out Cheese Man. Check out Mojo. Check out G Wiz. Always, you can check him out on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Two T's in Mitt. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. 8.30 p.m. Excuse me. Sundays. That was not good to do. Um, and, of course, always a shout-out to Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades on the In Human Experience. They are on Apple, Google, all those places you get podcasts from. Definitely want to be checking those guys out over there. And uns- everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Find them on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, Blog Talk Radio right there. Go check them out. They were on just before us, so they might have a show up already. Um, if you are already subscribed to that, you may get it really quickly. Uh, and of course, Steve nice. Milan. Yeah, Steve Milan sharing the show. Really appreciate it. Find him over there reviewing films on Letterboxd, boxd.com, slash Stephen Milan, two L's over there. Do not forget the second L. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can subscribe to us, you can rate us, you can review us, you can go to Spreaker, you can go to Stitcher, you can go to Anchor, YouTube, iHeart, Spotify, Google, tune in anywhere you get podcasts from. So let it go. Yes, sir. Monday's 8.30 30 the Metal Mitt Podcast Network. We're right here on Mixler. Be sure to check out Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Band, the Cheese Master of Ceremonies. And Sundays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the only time zone that matters. You want to be sure to check out Mo Dirk's The Machine Guns with Mojo and Dirk. And be sure to visit our friends at the Planet Raccoon Tool podcast it's planet rack on tour podcast with bobby and papa dave sincere and yuck nasty 
be sure to check out all 16 episodes. I do like to have fun with these, but for real, these are all three upstanding gentlemen. They're all real nice, real classy dudes. They're always there. They're very good guys. So just give them a try if you haven't already. You really should. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's only about 20, 25 minutes, usually an episode 16. You can check out. You can start at the beginning. You can start at the end. You can do whatever the hell you want. It's a lot of fun. I recommend you do it. Subscribe now. Please subscribe and that will do it for those bad boys right there those plugs let me turn down the music let's go from there and i think we're gonna just go ahead and run right into smackdown and get that over with or i'm sorry nxt i've done that twice tonight already yeah i mean we can do it either way there's no rules here my brain is fried today man i drove i took a I probably shouldn't have done it when I after realizing it, but uh, took a job to go about four hours away from here today, and I got back here at six fifty, just in time to turn on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So now I might have missed a couple of things in NXT because I'm not gonna lie, I had to speed through it. Um, I had a little bit left to watch when I came home today, and. Um, We'll see. We'll see how we did on this. I think I got the good chunk. I think I got good chunks of it. I might have missed one or two things. Um, chunks of NXT. That does not sound appetizing at all. Well, I mean it that way. Um, you know, before we get into NXT, we might as well go ahead and mention the ratings. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, AEW came out fourth in the demo. Uh, 743,000 viewership, NXT 25th in their demo, and 691,000 on viewership there. So, once again, AEW takes it, not by a, a shitload, but hey, a win is a win, I guess, right? And when it comes to ratings, um, total of 1.434. That's it. 1,434,000. Mm. Once again, they're just getting. We started out with 1.7. That was kind of the average, and now it's really just kind of going down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Weather's warmer. Want to blame it on the weather? Go for it. I don't give a shit. Well, that's kind of the sad thing is I believe they were running unopposed because I could be wrong. I think that basketball was on a break because they had the All-Star game Sunday. They take a couple of days off. They usually come back on Thursdays. Uh-huh. Which I believe was the case this year too. So they like that kind of makes it sadder. Was that they really didn't have a lot of competition? But uh, I think AEW benefited surprisingly enough from that whole explosion fiasco, because I think yeah, there was a lot of people that were curious to see what their explanation or excuse was going to be for the dud. So I, otherwise, I, I think they still would have won. But I feel like NXT had booked a lot of real solid shit, and they were advertising it ahead of time, which they don't often do. Mm. So they they were in a position to do well for themselves just what ended up we ended up making jokes about it but i think it ended up benefiting them that whole explosion thing yeah i mean it looks a lot of people were joking about it and i heard some people like man they should have jumped on and done a youtube video and explained this and i'm like no they gave you three days to sit there and talk about it they did the right thing Mm -hmm. they gave you three days and all everybody was talking about it for all those days up until that night. And then even after that, people were still talking about it. Um, some people liked the way it was handled. Some people didn't. I thought it was funny the way they handled it, honestly. Make a joke of it. Who cares? I don't care. It was fine to me. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Now, NXT, though, was a hell of a show. I'm not going to lie. Actually, 
I'll tell you the truth. It had a lot less, lot less hokiness than AEW did. Hmm. So, ah, maybe. Let's go ahead and start rolling with it here. Um, again, I mean, we don't concentrate that much on ratings, but there they are real quick. And let's go ahead and knock out. Let me pull up my old NXT notes here. We start out, we get William Regal out there in the ring. He's making the announcement that we actually talked about the announcement Wednesday. Um, we're getting the first two-night takeover. Stand and yeah, takeover, stand and deliver. That's <laughs> going to be during WrestleMania week. Then we get, uh, they, they pan, pan the camera over and all the women are standing on the ramp. Regal brings down Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And he just makes them the first ever NXT women's uh, tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Yes, with very little pomp and circumstance. Just out here, you won the tag team title tournament. Well, not title tournament, but you won the Dusty Classic. Here's your belts. I, I'm not a fan of the way, them doing it that way, honestly. Because it just it, no title starts off well when you just hand it to somebody. Well, this one did not start off well, and we will get to that very soon. Um, it did not start off that well. Um, it changed hands within the hour here. Um, there, they cut a little promo. Those two saying we're going to have the titles for a long time. <laughs> are you though? I mean, really? Are you? Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon. They come in, they challenge them, and uh, the two accept, and they will defend those titles already, defending their titles. Right. Yeah. It was- that shot, though, I will say it was pretty impressive when they showed, like, just from almost the entire, like, length of the entrance ramp, mm. nothing but female talent that they have in their roster. Like, it really hammered home just how deep their their women's division is. Yeah, because they only push certain few, and that's it. You just don't realize there's yeah. so many. You're right. They do only push a certain few, but they also, they, they do a pretty decent job of using as many as possible, I think, because it's there are obviously some that they do focus on more than others, but usually every you know once a week or once twice a week or whatever you'll see somebody in there that you haven't seen in a minute, so yeah, yeah, I mean they're doing what they can when they can when one one moves up, they start doing another, so <laughs> I don't know, um, and speaking of the women, we get a women's match right here, e o Shirai versus Tony Storm. this was for the n x t women's championship. Really good match here, man. Yeah, yeah, I dug it. Uh, Tony Storm's offense has been looking really good. Like, she's improved quite a bit. I've got to say, I'm a fan of hers. It's almost like she's happier being a heel. Yeah, I think it's more natural for her, too. Yeah, it it, it might be. But, um, I don't know, the, the, those two work really good together. Um, Io Shirai did end up tapping out Tony Storm at the end of the match there, but... Just, I, I, I like the Beetle, I guess, Beetlejuice-inspired pants. I like those. Yeah, that was a cool look. Like, I mean, outside of the obvious of, oh, she looked good. But, like, no, she yeah. actually did look good. She always like, that was good. a cool outfit. Yeah, she pretty much always looks good. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Damn good match, though, to start off. Not start off, but, yeah, well, kind of to start off. First, the second match out the door. No, first match. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm right. Look at that. I am right. I didn't even say anything, and I was right. How about that? Yeah. I was talking to myself, and I even answered myself. Does that mean I'm insane? 
Who cares? I, I do things with my. I, I do things by myself every so often. It's okay. Oh, you should hear my son. My son will do that. He'll just fucking sit there and talk to himself. I'll, I'll walk by his room like, who are you talking to? No one. Okay. <laughs> well, at least he acknowledges that it's no one. I, <laughs> yeah. Like, when he starts tell, telling you that the leprechaun told him to burn things is when you need to worry. That's when I shoot into the closet. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. It's illegal to fire a gun in city limits. In this town, it is, at least. Um, not everywhere. Uh, we get Finn backstage. He's cutting a promo for his match with Adam Cole. I'm going to win, blah, blah, blah. I, I really didn't. Nothing to dig into. <laughs> it was weird that he said that, too. He looked <laughs> dead into the camera and said, I'm going to win, blah, blah, blah. And then they cut to the next <laughs> That would have been great. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm going to win. Yeah, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> like, I, you know, and I got I got to say, we probably won't go too deep into it, but uh, there was a Jordan Devlin promo. And I, honest to God, thought, I was like, why are we getting two Finn Balor promos? Uh, you know, I... I saw the beginning of that, and that's another part that I missed because I went back to watch it, and where I watched it, it was gone. It was just not there anymore. So I had to go to the Hulu version to watch the last match, and I missed that Devlin promo. You didn't miss too much. Basically, his promo was to announce that he also is the Cruiserweight champion. I don't know. It's one of those, like, uh, that fucking, when the Intercontinental title feud between uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, where they just for whatever circumstances, ended up leading them both to being champion at the same time. But anyways, he got his travel restrictions are up now. So now he can travel, and he was saying that he was going to show Santos Escobar where the real champion is, and he said he was going to win, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. He, I guess they're going to have a little bit of a feud coming. But he he sounded exactly like Finn, and he looked a bit like Finn. So it was like, why the fuck are we doing two Finn Balor promos? Like, what's going on here? I do believe he is from Ireland, isn't he? Mm -hmm, I believe so. Oh, there you go. Um, speaking of, you know, I'm going to win shitty promo, blah, blah, blah. L.A. Knight comes up with another one of his bullshit promos. Um, Bronson, mm -hmm. Bronson Reed came up behind him and kind of pushed him against the wall by his throat. I was cheering on Bronson Reed. Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. And they, basically, this is going to be your little feud here, so whatever. I'm I'm yeah, not. They were saying he's got a match next week, so I guess maybe against him. They didn't say who the opponent was, though. Yeah, I, I, whatever. <laughs> I just don't Fair like enough. this guy. I just do not care for that fucking guy. I didn't care for him in his other character. I don't care for him in this character. No, no. Was it Eli Drake, the other character? No. no. Yeah, yeah, it was Eli Drake. No. No. I am not jealous of Eli Drake. What the fuck would I be jealous of? The guy is bland as shit. <laughs> you would not eat cake with Eli Drake? <laughs> I would not. Could not. <laughs> Sam, I am. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Did the old uh, Bachter Seuss. There's still some out there. The, the, the Green Eggs and Ham is still out there. That one's still, that one is still being published. 
I actually, honest to God, had a conversation with an adult that explained to me the life lessons they learned from Green Eggs and Ham. And I wanted to laugh at them, and then they broke it down. And it's like, it's about not doing what people expect you to do. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. I just thought he was really good at rhyming. I gotta give him credit. I've never really been a big Dr. Seuss fan, but anybody who could just sell plain-ass gibberish to people, I'm all about it. Dude, because he just like at some point he just completely stops making actual words. It's like you won't zippity zork a bickety bork. It's like what the fuck are you talking about, my friend? Hey, look at Willy Wonka. What's a schnozberry? That's true. I, I I think it comes on the same trees that blueberries come from. I'm maybe. or blue raspberries rather. Sorry, I'm not quite sure. But anyway. Yes. Blue raspberry is not a actual fruit found in nature, but yet so many things are blue raspberry flavor. Violet, you're turning violet. God, I love that movie. Yeah, that is a great movie. It's I do wild, like it Gene man. Wilder. Oh, yeah, I love Gene Wilder, man. Love Gene Wilder. So, anyway, back to NXT. <laughs> Before I start Speaking talking of bad about jokes, G Wiz says LA Night question mark or like LA lame. <laughs> Yeah, the guy is just, I, I, I'm sorry. I just can't get into it, man. I can't get into the guy. There's just no way I can. I'm not, I said I was going to give it time. I said last Friday, I apologize for lying because I'm not going to be able to give him time. <laughs> <laughs> going to give him time. That time was about five seconds. I realized that he still sucks. Yeah, I mean, I gave him time. He wanted time. I gave him a little time. From now on, he gets no more time. And there you go. Time is a flat circle. I get you. stupid blue jacket is blue fucking glasses. <laughs> stupid blue jacket. Yeah, little boy blue. He needed the money. Oh, anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> we are already off the rails. I love it. <laughs> you can test me. I know every one of those nursery rhymes from Dice. I would never imply that you didn't. <laughs> Listen, I had to do something when I was a kid. I used to have to hide that that album, right? Mm-hmm. And when my, you know, I had my room upstairs when my parents were downstairs, and I would just put that in ever so quiet and just sit there and laugh and laugh and laugh at Andrew Dice Clay. I wasn't supposed to have that. I wasn't supposed to have Kinnison. My dad found Easy E in my car, took it. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I really wish you meant that literally. No, unfortunately, like, no. He just no. found ECE hanging out in your car. No. He's like, now get him out of here. He's corrupting my child. No, it was a tape. It was a cassette tape. How's that? <laughs> no more hanging out with the Compton Posse, Boxman. <laughs> okay, my dad never called me Boxman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird if he did. Yeah, I never had. The only thing that was like I wasn't allowed to watch was like just stuff that was essentially porn where like if it if it was porn a i wasn't allowed to watch it obviously because i was a child and b if there was like a lot of nudity in it mm. so shit where it's like obvious is there's going to be like nudity in it like showgirls or strip tees or whatever the fuck but like movies that just have the occasional titty in it i was allowed to watch i was allowed to listen to like any type of comedians any type of music because it was kind of hard for my mom to be listening to like fucking Guns N' Roses and Ozzy and telling me that I wasn't allowed to listen to like rock music or rap music or anything like that. Yeah, but it was not now, the easy. Here's the funny thing about the Easy E tape. Like my sister's two years older than me. 
And that's she left the tape in my tape deck, which is why I got blamed for it. Not my, I said my car, I meant my room. Um, she used to bring it in her car and bring it back to me. My dad took it. One day, my dad's picking me up from school, and I turn on his radio, and he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, why not? Guess what he's listening to? My fucking tape. <laughs> I took the motherfucker back right then and there. I'm like, no, 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 no. Then I'm taking this back. Right. And I did. And I knew he would take it again. So I just took it and made it. I recorded it on a cassette. And uh, I had it from then on. Actually, my uncle had that CD and I, I burned it for the longest time. I, I had a burnt copy of uh, Easy Does It that I would listen to all the time. Yeah, burning. That was good stuff. That came. That came way after recording on because people will never know the problems that we had with cassette tapes. Okay, if it got a little wrinkled or a little spot on it, that whole part of the album would fuck up. So you could you could splice it though. You could cut that little part out, and you could tape it or put it back together and rewind. It was dude. We went through nightmares, man. This digital shit is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I was at the tail end of that stuff. Like, I've recorded blank, I've recorded shit off the radio with blank tapes before. Right. I, I wasn't as in touch with like how to fix it as you were, because for me, if it broke, it just broke. Like that was it. But I had a couple of cassette tapes. I would record shit off the radio. Nice, very nice. Ooh, gee whiz, grew up with some Cosby albums. There's some racy stuff right there. <laughs> well, if only we do talking about all that flim flaming stuff <laughs> oh shit jesus christ got fucking sam kennison out there talking about banging uh what, what was her name that he was christ it was just there jessica Hahn, i believe her name was hmm. think that one think that was her name she was in the wild thing video with him the music video so, anyway, back to NXT, I guess. For I mean, I can talk about comedians all night, but uh, Pete Dunn comes out. He's got Birch and Lorkin with him. Jake Atlas is out there. Um, it's Pete Dunn versus Jake Atlas. I'm sticking with Dunn is still overrated, in my opinion. Atlas, That's fair. Atlas has more talent than he has. He, I, I would, I would agree with that. Hmm. Um. I thought it was an all right match. There were some botches in there that I will say that their chemistry was a little bit off. Jake wants to move faster than I think Dunn can go. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Because there was like at one point he went for like a tornado DDT and like Dunn just kind of like threw him off of him. (laughs) Instead of actually taking the bump, he just kind of like pushed him forward. And like they were trying to sell it as being like he blocked it, but like not really. He just didn't want to take the move, so he didn't. <laughs> Wait, it's like, not really. <laughs> okay. I got I some mean, bad much, news yeah. for you. Go ahead, what? No, I was going to say, that's pretty much it. He just, that's exactly the point. He's just like, nope, not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Dunn did his little finger thing and then threw, uh, threw Jake down, put him in an arm bar, won the match. Uh, oh, kind of an arm bar, whatever. Won the match. Dunn cuts a promo after the match. Imperium is on the screen. And they say, we don't give a shit what you say. We're not listening to you anyway. And they're taking over no matter what. 
There you go. So there you go. That was that was good. I I, I like Imperium. They scare me a little bit, but they're okay. Yeah, same, same, pretty much the, the team wrestle Nazi as we like to call them. Well, I mean, it, it, it's really just the one guy that scares me. The 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 really not Wolf, not the other one. The 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 one with the blonde hair and the blue eyes that looks like he would lure me into a gas shower. But uh, oh god, what is his name? <laughs> I, I it's on the top of my head. Uh, is that a uh, Eichner? It might be. Yeah, I think that might be his name. Yeah, he's a scary one to me. <laughs> I'd I'd watch out for him if I was around him. <laughs> I wouldn't really. All right. Um. But anyway, I guess that's all we have to say on that match. Leon, Leo, Leon Ruff. Lee. Why do I have Leo Ruff? It is Leo Ruff. Is it Leo? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Leon Ruff. Yeah, Leon. He's back there. He's cutting a little promo on how he isn't a fluke. Uh, busted his ass to get to where he is. I liked this little angry rough here, and uh, set up. Uh, this sets up a match for him and Swerve next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a pretty good little match there. We were talking about Swerve had a pretty good promo last week, mm-hmm. and Rough had a pretty good promo this week. So it's it's a good build for you. Yeah, I'd say it's a nice little build for this little feud they're having. Um, oh, there we go. That's uh, Marcel Barthel. Thank you, Sasha Baron Corbin. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. I knew I'd get it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Got it on the first try. Ah, <laughs> uh, the chat room got it, not me. I didn't do shit. Anyway, um, Dirk, Dirk Sheets is right. Swerve should win that match coming up next week. Uh, we'll see if Leon Ruff wins it. It's going to be by hook and crook. You know, he's going to get lucky to win it, maybe. But uh, you're right. Swerve should go out there and beat the shit out of him next week. That's kind of how they're building his character. So let's see what they do with that. Um, And now we get already the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, they're out there. Versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. The NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. The new... NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, I really, out of everyone in this match, I think actually Ember came out kind of the uh, the MVP of this match. That's fair. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I think everybody did a pretty good job, but yeah, she was putting in the work too. I will say, but. I was pretty impressed by it. We kind of had a little bit of a repeat of what we had last week with the whole just dynamic of the Dakota Kai Raquel Gonzalez team. You have Gonzalez being the powerhouse, and you have Kai being the resilient one that hangs in. Like I was saying last week, it's very kind of reminiscent of the whole Shawn Michaels Diesel thing that they had going on when they were together. Just the one powerhouse and then the one that can kind of be a punching bag at times. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, there was a few little bot spots in this match. Number one, the ending was a little weird. Um, yeah. But then there was one spot where, um, uh, who was it? Shotzi was up on the top, in the middle rope, standing up on the top rope, actually. And then Dakota Kai and Raquel were across the ring and literally turned around and, like, walked in unison right towards her. And it was just like, what the fuck? And then the weird botch right before the pin. It was just all kinds of odd shit going on in there. Um, Shotzi did pin Dakota, and they are the new women's tag team champions for NXT. Um, 
you think this is going to lead to a Dakota Raquel split coming up soon? Maybe Dakota can't get the job done. Raquel, oh, you're, you're, you know, you are the one making it so I can't proceed and, you know, get better and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. You're the one losing match. I don't know. You, you think that's what's happening? Because I do. Right, yeah, I would agree with that. At first, I thought they were just going to make them face based on how they ended up being in the tag team match for the women's titles before they had the NXT titles. With you know, we were talking about that last week. But, uh, yeah, it certainly seems like the writing's on the wall with that. We already had uh, Io Shirai challenge Raquel Gonzalez for the title. She came out, and they were doing a little promo backstage. She walked up to her and said that, I want you. And she said, be careful what you wish for, so on and so forth, that kind of shit. So I think we're going to go there. I think that's also why, and I don't agree with it. I think it was dumb to, A, just hand them the titles and then, B, immediately take it off of them. But I think that that's why they gave them the belts, is they want to be able to say that, you know, Gonzalez was the first person to hold the title her and Dakota Kai were the first team to hold the title. And then that way, you know, she wins the women's title on NXT, the main title. And you can kind of start setting it up as her, you know, holding every title in NXT. And then when she gets brought up to like Raw or SmackDown or whatever, just being like a Grand Slam champion and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's where I think they're headed. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that there. And I'm I'm down to see Raquel Gonzalez on her own, see what she can go out there and do. I. I mean, we've seen what she can do with Dakota Kai. I think she can do even better on her own, and um, we'll see. We will definitely be seeing soon, as far as I'm I'm concerned. I think that's it, everything you just said is 100% right. So, I will say I, I like their look. I like the look that uh, Shotzi and Amber have, the whole like kind of neon green glow in the dark aesthetic. Some good shit. Yeah, and I, I just I I like Shotzi and Ember Moon. I think is really good in the ring too. Um, like I said, I thought she was kind of the star of the match. She did a lot of the a lot of the hard moves were done by her. Um, and she took a lot of bumps, too. So, I don't know. I enjoyed her in the match, and I like them both. It's just so strange that they did it that way. There were so many other ways they could have just... I mean, that's a really lazy way to just establish someone immediately as a champion right. yeah. without making them win a match to be champ- it was just It was just odd. It was just. Awful. I mean, I could see the idea of like having, of like, okay, they were the last two in the tournament, so we'll just have them face off. But if you're going to just have them face off for the title anyway, why start by giving one team the title? Like it just yeah. that part just seemed very nonsensical. I didn't like. I said I didn't like that part, but again, they don't. It's kind of company wide tradition to just make people care as little about the titles as possible. No, I mean when you're, you're I mean you're already hot shotting your 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 tag titles but your women's tag titles but hey you do you right um we get Cole back there cutting a promo um kind of how we got to where where we're all at in this feud with undisputed era and he said undisputed era is dead and over when i say it is <laughs> that's what he said and i'm like yeah you and what army Bitch. Anyway, not really. <laughs> <laughs> just picture you shouting at the television. No, nah, I really didn't. I don't mind Cole. I just they push him as this big badass, and he's not that big. <laughs> but I mean, he's great in the ring. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, I, I, I think he's another one that's a little bit overrated. A little bit, not a lot, but a little. 
a little bit. I like him. I think he's talented. He, but that's the kind of thing, though, is like if you watch anything that he does outside of wrestling, obviously, I mean, I know they're not the characters they portray in that show. I'm not dumb, but like he's just. He's a very charming guy. He's a very like nice guy, and he's like believably a really nice guy. It doesn't seem like he's like somebody that's pretending to be nice. He's like a super dickhead, like some people tend to be, especially mm. like wrestlers can be sometimes. Well, so that's kind of this, the the hard part about like getting behind him being like this heel is when you know he's like a super nice guy. Yeah, that's probably why I have a hard time believing him as a, this big badass that's going to go out there and tear shit up. I mean, you know, it's just just it makes sense to me. But uh, this was a we saw the the Shotzi and Ember walking backstage. This was a nice little moment. All the women were clapping um, and they got a little emotional, those two. Sure. As they should have. So that was a pretty cool little moment. Um, And then right after that, we cut to the way and they're backstage. Austin Theory asked Johnny. Why did you pay her off? And Gargano's like, money well spent. Now you know how Loomis feels about you, God damn it. Yeah, he's like, well, he, I had to pay her. Yeah. That's her job. <laughs> I, I did love that, though, because like you, like you said, there's this nice little sentimental moment of like all the women on the roster being there to clap and support them. And then like you just immediately show Candace and Eddie just staring like, ah, fuck them. Yeah. They ain't shit. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, like, look at this little spot. Great. Now let's get on with the comedy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we get theory. He gets all pissed off after that. <laughs> he rips off his shirt and he walks off. And they were not shown the rest of the night, from what I remember. No, they were not shown. But they, they did announce that it's uh, going to be theory and Loomis next week. So yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Um, they announced yeah. the, they announced a few matches matches for next week. This week. They did. They, they, they don't appear to be having a uh, St. Patrick's Day themed show, though, so fuck them. Well, you never know. It ain't I'd over. expect a little bit more from a company owned by Vince McMahon. Well, he. I don't think he remembers his last name anyway. Uh, <laughs> tis true, tis true. <laughs> McMuffin? What? <laughs> Can't go to McDonald's every time someone orders a McMuffin. He turns around. Um, <laughs> Damn it, Paul. I want to play in the ball pit. Even sometimes during McGriddle, he turns around. It's ridiculous now. <laughs> just, I, would, I would love to just see him just like it's his turn to order and he just does the fucking walk over to the counter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I, I, I honestly... I wonder. I I don't even know if he's ever been to a McDonald's. I feel like he has. Probably. I'm, I'm. You know what? He probably has. I just. <laughs> may, may, I don't know if he's ever been in a McDonald's. He's probably, you know, has someone go in for him or something. But. Damn it, Shane! The McRib is back. <laughs> oh. The McFake meat is back. I mean, not that I think their burgers are real meat anyway. But anyway. There you go. I mean, you know, fast food, man. What do you want? Are you telling me that meat isn't supposed to be gray? Of course it is. Oh, okay, good. After you, like, like if you leave something on top of it and all the juice squirts out of it, it turns gray. All right. There you go. Yeah, did you ever accident, like, like, like my wife will do this. She'll put, like, a six-pack on top of the, 
like the 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 five pound Costco size meat ground beef, and then I'll go back the next day and she turned grayish because she got all the shit out of it and it started going bad and pisses me off. Anyway, <laughs> I, I feel like if we we go further down this rabbit hole, I'm gonna have to start charging you for my time. Well, she <laughs> seemed like we we entered couples therapy there. She's like, usually here. God damn it, I could talk shit about her now. <laughs> Actually, to answer your question, no, because I, I grew up and like I was raised at, like not to do that kind of shit. Uh, where like my mom had a very specific way that she had like groceries that were put, you know, brought into the house and how they were put into the refrigerator and freezer and whatnot, as to not stack shit on top of each other and not to put like meat by vegetables and this that and the third, like you know, shit that basically basic kind of food safety shit that is. <laughs> Obviously, a smart idea. Honestly, yeah. See, I put we have three three refrigerators and three freezers, and I mm-hmm. have them all separated. We had them have have had them separated forever. You know, we got our meat, we got the kids' freezer and fridge, and you know, we got the one down there, which is extra stuff that we need to keep cold, and mostly drinks are outside in the garage. I will have them all separated. My wife will bring home groceries. And anywhere she finds a spot, that's where it is. So I have to move six things to get to one thing. If I need butter, I have to move a bottle of water, a fucking can of fucking Dr. Pepper cream soda. I have to move like eight things to get to it. And I complain. And she just, (laughs) and she just, (laughs) and she just looks at me like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, that seems like that's life. Well, I mean, at least she puts them away. I guess I can. <laughs> I guess I'll stick with that. Anyway, before I'm divorced, we get Caden Carter versus Zia Lee. Um, th- once again, Zia Lee, love, loving this character. First of all, she, well, I'm going to say it once again. The girl is absolutely gorgeous. Excellent body mm-hmm. on, that, on that girl, man. Excellent body. Until she, like, almost bodybuilder, like amazing um and i like the kata she does when she comes out pretty cool i that split was that split was nice um but you know match like i said going along fine just moving along back and forth between the two was really getting good casey kennan uh comes down with crutches and starts hitting zaya with the crutch Match is called. Boa comes in, grabs the crutch. He gets the single from uh, the signal from uh, what's her name? Shredder. <laughs> Shredder. Uh, Mrs. Shredder. Whatever to attack. I, I wish I could help you too because I'm right there with you. I'm being. I'm forgetting who that is. Was it Tian? Uh, was it uh, Tian Sha? Was that was what was supposed to be or something? There we go. Yeah. There we go. Tian Shredder. And. uh he, Bowie gets the signal to attack her, and he goes to, and Caden Carter shock blocks him and saves Casey. And that was pretty much the end of that. Mm-hmm. They, I, they did make a note to mention that uh, Carter was getting a lot more offense in on her than her prior opponents had, so they're trying to get her over a little bit, too. Yeah, I like her, too, man. She's, she's very good in the ring. Mm-hmm. And another gorgeous girl. I know those eyes are fake, but Jesus Christ, they're still fucking hypnotizing. 
there you go. Yeah, man. You can just, yeah, I would not just, anyway. Uh, Finn Balor, <laughs> Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. We get this match that we've been highly anticipating for a week now uh, for the NXT Championship. Good match. I, 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 I like these two together. Lots of false finishes, lots of rope grabs, you know, to break up uh, submissions. Good shit. Um, we end up right around the end of the match. We get Cole. He's outside the ring. He's hanging on to the barricade. And you see Kyle O'Reilly. How, mm-hmm. how did his hair grow that fast? I was more concerned with him appearing to have raided Triple H's closet. Because he had the cutoff jean jacket mm. and the Metallica t-shirt on. And I was like, man, if you're if anybody is trying to pander to your boss. Maybe they, maybe they were Triple H. I can see Triple H right now. I got an idea. Step into my wardrobe. <laughs> you see this jacket? Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift from Batista. I want you to put it on. Batista. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It did look like that. Man, he grew that hair fast. Nah, whatever. <laughs> SBC saying he has hair plugs. No, He's I going am not. the old QT Marshall. Right? No, it did not look like QT Marshall at all. QT Marshall looked like that shit was drawn on with a, with a fucking pencil. <laughs> like how the women do their eyebrows sometimes. <laughs> what is with the eyebrow fad now, dude? So it's I'll awful. Never understand it either. I'll never understand it either. I. I am a guy, and I've had plenty of conversations with guys, and I've never heard anybody say, oh, I would totally go out with that person, except their eyebrows are too fucking long. Nobody has ever said that. No. No. And now they do the weird, like, almost like shave them and color them in. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. It, like, it's way more distracting that you've drawn facial features onto your face <laughs> than it would be if you had a little bit of a thicker eyebrow than perhaps you should. It's like the night before you accidentally got caught in that, you know, like the barbecue blew up and singed off your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Not that it's ever happened to me. Mm. <laughs> I got one eyebrow singed pretty much all the way off once, though, from it. I've never, I've never been, I've never had that happen in terms of like how you described it. But when I was in high school, I was, I would just purposely do shit to be weird. So like one point, I did end up shaving off both my eyebrows. Ah. Uh. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I was one of those kids, unfortunately. But uh, well, I would, I, I would like to say that I grew out of it, but instead I just stopped talking. So there you go. And I did have a friend do a mean trick to me when I was drunk one night and passed out. He took a bottle of peroxide, he took a paintbrush, and he put lines in my eyebrows. That's, hmm. that's not something you'd notice, except a week and a half later. When the shit turned white. There you go. I had white lines in my eyebrow. It was bad. It was bad. I had a friend, and I volunteered for this, so it wasn't even like it was a prank. I had a full beard, and I was going to shave the beard off anyway. So my friend was like, hey, wait a minute. Before you do that, so he pulled out his razor, and I didn't know what he was doing. He gave me the fucking Jeff Hardy sideburns. Ah, did did you keep them for a couple days? Yeah, I did. I was the <laughs> one that liked him. But I was like, oh, this is kind of fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never done anything that I mean I, I and I I've never cut my hair crazy because I mean if you look at my nose, 
It, 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 my, my hair needs to be there. Symmetry is important. Yeah. Got to have hair. Otherwise my nose, I mean, if I'm old and I do lose my hair, I'm going to just be a weird looking old man. It happens. I'll have to get a wig. <laughs> SPC says Jay White has hair. I would like to know how he knows. Like he's in the fucking know when it comes to who does and does not have hair plugs. <laughs> he's a compiling a list. Sasha Baron Corbett's got his ear to the ground, sir. Mm-hmm. That's right. He hears it. He knows what's going on. Motherfucker knows what's going on out there. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Okay, we got a we got a man on the inside. I like it. There you go. I believe every word he says. <laughs> Every word he says, I believe, even though he is a Baron Corbin fan. There you go. Anna, Anna, Sasha Baron fan. That guy sucks too. Um, (laughs) See, I'm just, I'm still not so sure that he isn't just Baron Corbin. Because I think like the actual Baron Corbin would be more than fine going to like a podcast where people say how bad he is. No, this guy would be posting pictures of like rented Ferrari keys. He's not doing that. No, no. He did link us to a cooking video one time. (laughs) I'm just saying the evidence is like it it stacks up every so often. I really should have seen what he was cooking. I really didn't even stay there to watch. But I mean, look, I I like to cook. I do. I enjoy it. See, I felt bad for dismissing for saying that we shouldn't play that because then after a while I started thinking about it. And I thought the idea of like playing audio of somebody cooking would be fucking amazing. Because it is the most visual that you could possibly be. And I think it would be perfect if we just took time out to watch somebody cook without any explanation as to what it was that they were cooking. Dude, we should. Oh, my God. Would that be a good YouTube show one night to do? Take a cooking video and call it like it's a wrestling match. Ah, there you go. That would be fucking fun to do one night on YouTube. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We'll have to fucking pencil that in somewhere, man. That'll be nice. That'll, that'll be fun to do right there. Break out the old pencil. Yeah, yeah, sure. There you go. We'll get a we'll get a Gordon Ramsay video. Hmm. And call it like it's a match. Oh, you know we we should we should actually do that to episodes of of uh, uh, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. You could in those in once you got to the cooking shows, the the, the actual where they start cooking at the end of the show. Ah, uh, you could actually. That's if, if you want to binge watch that, it's on Hulu right now. By the way, you can start at season one. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I hadn't used Hulu for a very long time, but I've gotten on board. There's a lot of good shit on there. Yeah, yeah, and they seem to every month they do a real like mass update to everything, but. Lately, what they've been doing is kind of going one by like every day you can catch something new because with their live service, when something goes live, they only have it on for a little while and then they want their people live to be able to catch it. So they tell mm-hmm. you they, they tell you, you when it's coming on live and uh, it's pretty cool. I like it, but uh, nice. I'm always finding new stuff on Hulu. So and now they have that new um, they've got a bunch of stuff now from ESPN plus on there. They've got that. Uh, documentary on Bruce Lee, Be Water, the 30 for 30. Yes, I actually, I had that saved. I saved that last night, as a matter of fact. I did too, and I'm, I have it, but I want to watch it on there. Um, I'm going to watch that this weekend, probably, and I think I'm going to also watch the uh, Coming to America, the new one. Uh, I'm going to watch for, like, after we get done here, probably. They, they have one about Dennis Rodman, the 30 for 30 documentary about Dennis Rodman. I want to check that out. 
Yeah, that's going to end with him sitting with Kim Jong-un. But anyway. Probably, but I mean, mm. that's fascinating in and of its own right. Just because I don't condone his politics doesn't mean I find him hanging out with, like, dictators to be interesting, at least. Well, he's trying to keep him from attacking America. I mean, yes, I mean, we haven't been nuked yet, so thumbs up, Mr. Rodman. I mean, he's trying to do, he's trying to help. Meanwhile, he's sort of going against the Logan Act by doing what he's doing. Very weird. That's why the Logan well, Act I mean, is bullshit, but anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it's primarily going to be sports-related, I think, because it's an ESPN documentary, so it'll be a lot about him... Presumably when he played for the Pistons and when he played for the Bulls and then his foray into wrestling. Man, we talked about Rodman on Wednesday, too. Yeah. Rodman owes um, well, us Rodman, kid, he owes us some fucking money. I even plugged two of his fucking movies. I think he only did well, two fucking I, movies. Yeah, because we were talking about Demo, Demolition Man. We were talking about Simon Says. Right. Simon Says. Or Double Team. And Double Team we talked about, exactly. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, because I was growing up, I grew up in Chicago as a kid. I actually wanted to be Dennis Rodman because like, okay, everybody wanted to be Michael Jordan. And like, even some people wanted to be Scottie Pippen. But for me, Dennis Rodman, like he did all the shit that I wanted to do, but couldn't do because I was a child. So he had this like dyed green hair. I wanted that. He had the tattoos. I wanted that. He got to play bat. He had to play pro basketball and be a fucking pro wrestler, which like as a kid, like he's doing all of the fucking dream jobs that I would want to do as a child. It's like, I always wanted to be like him. And then he kind of went off the rails a little bit. And I was like, all right, maybe not so much. But then I was watching they had that Michael Jordan documentary last year. And out of everybody that they interviewed, I came out of that watching all six parts thinking that I wanted to be Dennis Rodman. Yeah, because he was just like he, everybody was talking about how mean Michael Jordan was and how sad he made him. And he made him cry and he was just so hard on him. And they were talking to Dennis Rodman. And he was like, yeah, Michael was a dick, but I made a lot of money off that. man." Uh-huh. Listen. That he's right because Michael Jordan was the face of that team. He was huge, and that team itself got a lot of breaks because of, you know, I mean, Rodman probably knows why he got that break because he was on that team, and that team was huge back then. So, sure, you know, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm, I've, I've always kind of been a fan of his. He's a little, he's always been a little weird. What, what was that when he married himself that one time? Married himself was wearing the wedding dress. And yeah, Car- well, I don't. I think he married Carmen Electra too. If he didn't marry her, they were certainly going out. Yeah, yeah. That but was- like he truly, like a lot of people like saying that they don't give a fuck what you think about him. He has proven it time and time again. Like he's truly happy doing whatever it is he wants to do, and he cares very little what your input is. And as whacked out as he is, he seems like he's still kind of a down to earth guy that you wouldn't mind ever hanging out with. <laughs> Oh, I would absolutely hang out with Dennis Rodman, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Um, All right, let's get back because we're almost done with the NXT. My God. Yeah. My God, we keep doing this. Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, we more or less are. We're talking about the main event right now. Yeah, yeah, we are. And then SmackDown's not not that much. Um, O'Reilly, we mentioned he was down there. He steps into the ring. He crouches down to start talking to Cole. And Cole is apologizing, like profusely apologizing. Goes for the low blow. O'Reilly caught it. I like that. That was pretty cool. Um, Then he just wails on fucking Cole. Beats the shit out of him. um, Mm -hmm. Gets him out of the ring. Pushes down the ref. 
All the other refs come out to try to stop him. He breaks away at one point. Balor's just in the ring, kind of standing there, watching it all go down. Turns around, and there's Karrion Cross. Yep. Although they sort of, they it would have been perfect, but there was a little bit of a miscue. I don't know if it was that he delivered the line too soon, or they just didn't do a good job of panning out quick enough. Because you just hear... You hear Ballard say, what took you so long? But you don't see who he's talking to. And then they pan out and it's Cross. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Maybe that... Did you, yeah. watch, did, did you watch the Hulu? Yeah, I watched the Hulu. Oh, then all right. All right then I, I watched the Hulu. What I do is I watch the Hulu because they cut out the picture-in-picture, uh, picture, which God bless. And then I just sort of... But they it's usually only like an hour long, so usually they end up cutting out some important things. So I end up doubling back and checking out what wasn't on there. Ooh, look at you rewatching shit and stuff, man. Well, not so much rewatching, just checking out the shit that they didn't include in the Hulu version. Yeah, and it's usually only one or two matches. Yeah, yeah, well, usually, unfortunately, it's always the Cameron Grimes segment. So that's what I'm actually doing is I'm like checking back to see if there's Cameron Grimes segments. There wasn't this week. No, none. It was a good show. I didn't think about that. There wasn't one this week. Yeah. Interesting. All right, we'll see what happens next week. Um, Now... I got to tell you, I did miss a little bit of the first part. Again, I got back at 6.50 in my time, which is 7.50 your time, which means yeah. I had 10 minutes to get settled, get the TV on, get everything going, and then watch this shit. So I might have missed a few things in the beginning, but when I turned on the television, Edge was in the ring cutting a promo. That was pretty much the beginning of the show. I I didn't turn. I didn't start focusing though, and stop. I had to get my dog outside. I had to feed my dog, which he was starving when I got home. I had to feed him, which means I had to do a bunch of shit. I had to actually cook for him. Leave me alone. Um, so I did that. When I turned on and started really focusing in, he was talking about um, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Daniel Bryan only wrestling. You know, while you were wrestling once a week. Uh, Edge ratted off a bunch of legends he's been facing. He's faced over the years from, you know, The Rock and Triple H to, you know, Undertaker and all kinds of people. Um, Daniel Bryan comes on down, gets in the ring. Daniel Bryan says he thought Edge would have respected him for once. For going into business for himself, as he uses his finger quotes. Um, Which I thought was kind of weird to use an inside term like that. A little bit. I always think it's weird when they do it with WWE. I mean, basically, Matt Stryker got fired for saying he's marking out. Right. You know? It's just weird when WWE uses the inside terms. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of a little bit weird just in general. Because like, we, we kind of didn't even talk too much about that. But during that whole AEW, the ladder match was literally the whole idea was that they... Instead of a contract or whatever, they were going for the brass ring, mm. which is literally just wink, wink, nudge, nudge. See what we did there. Right. It. It's a shot at McMahon either way. Mm-hmm. It, in my opinion, I think it is. I think. It, I mean, it, it, that's got to be what it is. But anyway, um. So we get that uh, Daniel Bryan says he respects the hell out of Edge, and uh, it just kind of. Rolled on from there. 
I didn't catch any more of that. Did I miss anything? I think you kind of summed up the important parts anyway. Just, but that's kind of that's that's sort of been like you were saying the insider terms and stuff. That's kind of been the whole crux of this little feud or entanglement or whatever that you want to say between Edge, Roman, and uh, Daniel Bryan is just that they keep sort of mentioning how Daniel Bryan isn't supposed to be there and like how he's basically throwing a wrench into the whole plan of how it's just always supposed to be an edge versus Roman at WrestleMania and whatnot. And he's getting in the way. It's very sort of like kind of weird and meta. It's almost like we're reverting back to the B plus player storyline. Yeah, kind of a little bit, but it's a different Daniel Bryan. So you can't exactly say those same words. Um, but it almost looks like we're reverting back to that just a little bit, a little, 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 little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of that storyline. So, especially with Stephanie out there talking shit to him every week. Well, yeah, I, we don't need any more Stephanie. No, I mean that was, she's. I believe she might have been the first one that called him a B plus player. It was either her or Triple H. Yeah, it was definitely one of them. I think it was her. I, I think so. Um, after that, we get the Street Profits. They're down there with uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Ray is on is getting a, pity ba- a piggyback ride from his son. When Chad Cable, Otis, Dolph, and Root, they all come down and attack him right before the match happens. I think this was to get us to commercial. Because when we came mm-hmm. at, when we came back from commercial, it was all orderly, and the match started. Started. There was a lot going on in this match. Um, no way I could even I couldn't even take notes. I was just like, Jesus Christ, so much going on here. But um, Montez Ford did pin Bobby Roode for the win there, so he did pin one of the champions. Um, and what a fucking midair change he did! Yes, that was very impressive. Well, because he's. I mean, because he's so high in the air, he has like 18 seconds before he comes down. Yeah, I mean, he could send an email in the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you can go, you can take a piss, you come back, he's coming down. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Which, it's it definitely seemed like it was kind of, they were like the A plot of the, the match, that the story that they were trying to tell. Because right. it was mainly, it seemed like it was primarily Street Profits and, you know, Rude Ziggler. And then the sort of subplot to it was the whole Ray and uh, Dominic versus the Alpha Academy storyline. So they, they were kind of a little bit on the back burner to that. I, I, and it's sort of nitpicky, but it's like, it's one of those things with me. It's like, I hate when they do this. I hate when they just say, okay, they're bad guys and they're both bad guys, so we'll just pair them together. Like a couple of months ago, or at you know, the end of, for, for a very long time there, you had uh, Otis and Ziggler feuding. Mm-hmm. And there was no, real, really no reason as to why they're suddenly just friends now, other than they're both heels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because I don't like when they do that. I don't like when just because they're both faces or they're both heels that. They just suddenly like each other, even though, you know, a couple months ago they hated each other. It's just, eh. No, and now they're, you know, Otis was this likable character, and he was even more likable with Chad Gable, and now they're just <laughs> heels and... Oh, by the way, where's Tucker? Yeah, I'm hanging out on main event. Oh, great for him. Um, Super Sasha Baron Corbin in the chat says that rumor is... Ooh... Rumor is Chad Gable's contract is coming up. 
I hate to tell you this, but he'd be a fucking idiot to go anywhere right now. He's actually getting a push. He might want to just shut the fuck up and sign a contract. I hate to tell you, but... <laughs> well, there, there was a bit of a courtship process earlier this week between uh, him and your favorite tag team, old FTR. Because it was like oh. Otis's birthday, and he said something about wishing Otis, his number one guy a happy birthday. And then they said, oh, number one guy, top guy stuff. Huh? Come, come hang out with us. Oh, yeah, they're real credible. Yeah, well, it is what it is. There, I'm not clamoring for it, honestly. But hey, if no. it happens, it happens. No, I I really think Gable would be ridiculous right now. He he was in 24 seven territory, and he's moved himself up with this new you know Alpha Academy thing. I think it would be ridiculous and for now, though. I know for now, but you know what? If I, that actually. If they started recruiting more people, because, I mean, Daniel Bryan puts it over. I think that might be a Daniel Bryan idea. Mm-hmm. Notice how he always puts it over when he's out there. Not, I, yeah. I'm not Almost every time. Not every time. He didn't do it tonight. But he did it like a couple of weeks ago. He did it. I just think that could actually be something. He should actually. I would put a bunch of guys in the stable with him. Um, more than just Otis. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Now, this little video we had right here was um, really kind of nice. This little Hurricane Helms telling Molly Holly that she's going to be the f- first 2021 in, um, inductee into the Hall of Fame. I like this. Molly, I did too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I believe it looked like she really didn't know. Right. And obviously, Hurricane Helms, it was, you know, she was Mighty Molly. He said Mighty Molly. Right. Actually. And um, he looked like he was about to cry, too. <laughs> he did. He looked like he was about to get emotional, too. But, uh, again, we talked about her Wednesday. Um, always been a fan of Molly Holly. And, you know, there's one girl who not one bad word ever been said. And usually people, um, I forgot who it was, but one of the guys on that kayfabe shoot you know, the, uh, those, those old uh, kayfabe commentaries. He was asked about Molly Holly, and he said, I'll tell you this. She is one of the most pure, nice people you, you'll ever meet. The nice character she plays is her. Well, that's always good. So I've never heard anyone say one bad word about Molly Holly. So, and you know what? She, she looked good. What was it? Two, uh, I think, again, two years ago she came in in the Rumble. Great, yep. looking good, and um, she could probably still come out there today and have a match or two, which you never know after the after the Hall of Fame. Sometimes they do come back and have a match or two. There you so. go. So apparently Tucker's last match was on 9-11. He's in a seven-way for the 24-7 belt. So, I mean, has the stock ever been higher? There's some jokes there that I should leave alone. Um <laughs> Like blowing up his career, um, they. I'm sorry they they put that guy in fucking purgatory. They had a they had a great thing going. I'm sorry to cut you off. They had a great thing going with him and Otis. They were getting over. The people loved him. They had this big fucking heel turn. We saw one match with him against a jobber, Tucker. I mean, and now he's stuck in the purgatory of 24 seven. 
Right. Yeah, there was no payoff to the actual him turning. There was no feud. No, there was nothing. It was nothing. There was no reason. They would be stupid if they didn't, like, this year, sometime this year, put that fucking team back together and see if you can put that fucking, you know, passion back in them because otherwise just get rid of the fucking guy. Sure. Yeah. So I know I'm being a little harsh tonight, but like I said, it's been a long day. Hey, let it rip. Been a long day. There you go. Want passion. (laughs) So anyway, we got Jay backstage. He's uh going to Roman's locker room. He sees Heyman out there, and Heyman's kind of like, "Have you talked to him?" I. He didn't say it. He alluded to. He doesn't want to talk to you. And Jay was like, "Yeah, I got some shit to do, so I'll uh, I'll be back. I'm back." That's right. I'll, 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 you know, I'll go do my shit and circle back. All right. I, I get what you're saying, Ooze. I got to go pick up some dry cleaning. Anyway, I'll be back later. God, how many, how many times did he call Edge Ooze in that promo, which I'm going to need your help with because I came back and that was about it. By, by what I saw was him calling him Ooze four times. Um, so I, I really want Heyman to say it one time in response to something that Jay says, just in the whitest New York guy accent possible. Well, look, Oose. Um, it's okay. exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, we get Kayla. She's backstage talking to old Turtleneck Rollins. Old Seth Rollins back there with a the turtleneck on. <laughs> I know that's not what you mean, but for some reason it just sounds like an insult for somebody that has a small dick. Like old <laughs> Turtleneck. Well, we've all seen Seth's dick. We, I mean, so. There well, you have it. Well, I mean, it's out there if you want to see it. Just saying. Um, it's, it's out there. It's just not very far out there. Okay. <laughs> it's not far out, man. Oh, uh, Jesus. Anyway, Kayla uh, shows Seth the video of Cesaro swinging him. And oh, old, old turtleneck isn't happy back there. Uh, Call Cesaro the biggest waste of potential ever. Waste of potential. You know what that reminded me of? What's that? Bronx Tale. There you go. A waste of potential. Wasted talent. Waste of potential. Both. Just give me a little reminder there of a little Bronx Tale. Um, mm. Check out that over there on shoutengine.com slash Hollywood Hangout. Um, that was may, may have been one of me and Anthony's best shows, to be honest with you. We... Nice. Fucking dissected that movie to every little nook and fucking cranny. Um, and anyway, Kayla says that Murphy has a rematch with Cesaro tonight. And Seth gets a devious look above his turtleneck. So there you go. Very devious look. Did you catch the devious looks, Mark? Mm-hmm. I do like Kayla's interview style, seemingly, where she just trolls the people she doesn't like. <laughs> where it's like... Here's a video of you getting beaten up again. She's like, <laughs> it's like she's asking to get her like, 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 I'm like, this is not going to end well for you, Kayla. I mean, <laughs> hey, remember that time you look like a bitch? Here's the footage. <laughs> let, let me show you exactly what I'm talking about right there. Okay. <laughs> hey, people in the truck, can we get a slow-mo? Like, Kayla, what are you doing? Like, this isn't a question. You're not asking me questions. You're just showing videos of me being beaten up. Yeah, pretty much. 
But anyway, gets that devious look. We go to another segment here. Actually, we go to commercial comeback. And Naya, old Reginald got him a sugar mama. Mm-hmm. He's got <laughs> he's got Naya. We stepped back in time. We entered a late 90s rom-com. I think we just did. He's got him a sugar mama. Um, Naya is making Reginald try on clothes that they're saying she bought for him. Um, Shayna looking like she would kill herself if someone handed her a gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Naya is just gushing over old Reggie there. I couldn't believe that they were doing essentially like a fucking makeover montage. I smacked. I was like, this is like straight out of the fucking 90s team rom-com. I was yeah. like, this is some wild shit. Like, whose idea was this? Um, I'm not 100% sure where they're going with this, but... No. I mean, I'm, I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. It's just a very weird, like, juxtaposition to everything else that was on the show. There's that, and it's just like... All right, so now Naya's going to just basically use him just to piss off. This is what it's looking like. Naya's really using him just to piss off Sasha and get in the heads of Sasha and Bianca. Mm-hmm. So are, is he just going to be every woman's bitch on that show? Because I'm, I, I don't see how that gets you over. I don't see... That's not a sympathetic character to me. Well, no, no, it is not. No, you're not. He's no, going to no, get no. passed around. He's basically just like a ring rat. You're, and I'm not going to feel bad for him. He's out there living his life. He's getting clothes bought for him and shit like that. Why would I feel bad for this character? So mm-hmm. you're not going to get compassion. You're not going to get sympathy. So how's this going to get old Reggie over? Because once again, I think that I don't know how I've never seen him in the in the ring wrestling. Don't know how he wrestles, but obviously the guy is talented. He can do all the flippies and shit like that. So where does this go? Or are they just going to use him for a little bit and then suddenly he's back in NXT? I mean, you ask how it's going to get him over. I, I, I don't know, but like that's the thing. Is like he's already he already is. Oh, that's shit. the thing. That's that's so weird about it. Oh, I think Sasha might have just named the show Ring Rat Reginald the Ring Rat. I think Ring Rat Reggie might be the show name. There you go. (laughs) Ring Rat Reggie. Triple R. Is Ring Rat one or two words? I need to find that out, by the way. (laughs) Hmm. Ah. That is a good question. It is. I would say two. I would say two. I would say two myself, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to look that up, I guess. Um, there you go. Ring Rat Reggie. Oh, well, hold on. I'll go ahead and uh, DM New Jack, and we'll, we'll get. <laughs> oh, hey new, hey, new Jack is saying he's cleared to do shows. He's ready. He wants to go in a cage in AEW. <laughs> oh my god, it'll never happen. But my god, if they had Cody out there and New Jack's music hit, and he's asking questions like, "Why are people afraid to get into a cage with me?" And it's like, oh, I don't know. Can they search you for a knife first? You just have a bit of a tendency to try to murder people. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, you've literally wanted. You said you wanted to kill Vic Grimes when you threw him off that, you know, scaffold. You know, it's just. Some people want to live. 
That's all I'm saying. You know, I mean, I, I, I'll give him credit for, you know, not trying to be deceptive in the advertising. If you book a death match, you're getting a death match. Very true. It could be taken very literal by New Jack. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we do get this little Cesaro versus Murphy match we were just talking about with Seth. Um, Seth grabs a chair, sits on the ramp. He's watching the match. Cesaro starts swinging Murphy around. Seth jumped in, and did you see Seth almost get taken the fuck out by Murphy? Mm -hmm. That was some bad timing right there. Um, But he did. He actually ended up hitting Cesaro without getting knocked on his ass. Um, And the only thing I could stare at was Seth's pants. Damn, it was an interesting choice. Well, they were the old plaid green black. They were tight. They were short. He had no socks on. Men in dress shoes and no socks. If you're in Miami, fine. Vegas, maybe. But no. No. Can we give them the benefit of a doubt that they might have been those like no shows? Like ankle socks? Kind of, but like the shit where it's like it it, it barely goes up your heel. Yeah, it's worse. Yeah, that is worse. I would never wear those, but that's worse. I'm a, I'm a straight, I'm a straight crew sock guy. Ah, there you go. Yep, yep. Always have been. So anyway, Seth does lay off Cesaro. He gets a chair, puts it on Cesaro's head. And right as he's about to curb stomp him, old Jamie Noble runs in the ring and stops him with a bunch of refs behind him. <laughs> Hearing him, like, kind of reprimand Seth was just funny in that yeah. fucking accent. Like, you're going too far now. Come on. <laughs> buddy. Listen here, buddy. Don't do that. Take back off, Bubba. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But uh, I, I like Jamie Noble either way. Um, yeah. And then on the way up the ramp, Seth and uh, Seth and Nakamura got a little stare down. Nakamura's not happy. He he went after old Cesaro, but they kind of made Nakamura heelish the past few weeks. I, anyway, not really. Not, I mean, he had been feuding with him. He had the matches with Apollo. And he beat Apollo, but he was like the face in those matches. What was weird was that he waited until Seth got to the back to give him the reading the riot actor to give him the stare of death for trying to take out his partner. It's like, man, you, yeah. you probably could have just went out and tried to save him. You, you could have done that. You're are you playing with the microphone or something there? I had a, a there we go. Better. Are you rubbing your microphone? Stop rubbing your microphone. You can't do that during no. the show, Smart. And it's a Friday night. It's DSD after dark. That is Friday. You got a point. All right. Um, <laughs> Owens is backstage. He runs into Sami Zayn. Um, Sammy wants him to be a part of the documentary, but the it, this was great. Sammy was ranting and raving like a goddamn lunatic here. And I see this literally, eventually, this whole thing leading Sammy to a, like, complete mental break where he has to take a break. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Um, Kevin, after trying to 
say no says, oh, look, I'll think about it. So that's going to, we're going to have a little more, another feud with these guys, it looks like. I'm okay with that. Like you, you did say another, but they have had a lot of interactions with each other, teaming with each other, feuding with each other, but I mean, they do got good chemistry. And if, of all the things, as, as many times as this company likes going to the well for just repetition when it comes to matches and feuds and shit, this is one I can actually live with. Yeah, but did you ever have chicken seven ni- or six nights a week? And by the mm. by the seventh night, you just want a steak. I mean, not if you're Lance Storm. Well, this is chicken, <laughs> and it's been six days. It's the just, old Lance Storm diet. You don't eat to have fun. You got to eat to live. Well, I mean, I eat, eat to drink, but. Everyone's got their thing. I mean, if you don't eat, you can't drink. I mean, you got to eat. Yeah, sometimes. Ah, I think I'm going to wake up tomorrow and go get me a bottle for tomorrow. I've got no one here. Nice. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play George Thurgood. I drink alone all day and watch TV and get drunk. See, sometimes that could, that could be bad, too, though, is if you, like, you drink because you know that you're going to be – or you eat because you know that you're going to be drinking later – Sometimes that ends up leading to well, I, I at least I ate, so I can drink more or, oh, or harder, and it becomes it's like well, you just completely cancel out the positive. Oh no, no, no. When I if I do the old drinking thing, I'll start setting the old alarm for two hours, so I'll make sure I eat every couple hours. Mm, okay. Yeah, I know. I've learned my lesson, dude. I'm old at this point. I know how to day drink. Day drinking is 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 an art. It's an art. You have to know how to do it. I mean, I've done it. I just, I can pace myself when I want to. It's just usually the lack of wanting to that becomes the problem. Well, if you pace yourself enough, you'll actually drink yourself sober by the nighttime. That's not a good idea, though. That's not fun. I don't like that. No, it is fun. Until the next morning, it is fun. Next morning is the worst. If you drink yourself sober, the next morning is not good. Right. Not good at all. Eggs. Eggs will help it, though. Make some eggs. I always, I always try to eat fruit when I'm hungover. Because like, there's a lot of people that like to eat like greasy shit and fast food. I like to look at it as it's just like a peace offering. It's mm. like, here's something that actually isn't terrible. Yeah. I'll usually get a... Um, if I'm real bad, I'll take one of those liquid IVs, those hydrators. I always have those around the house. I'll grab one of those and I'll usually stop at the store and I'll tell you what really helps. Believe it or not, a huge help is a V8. Are we talking pure V8? Like tomato juice V8? Yep. Because they make like fruit punches and shit too, but I can't do it. Not the V8 splash, the actual V8. It will, swear to God, I know it sounds crazy, but... If you think of one of the best drinks for a hangover, it's called a red eye. It's actually in the movie Cocktail, and it actually is one of the best drinks if you do want to. The two main ingredients in it is tomato juice and an egg. So if you can eat eggs, you're helping yourself out. Tomato juice, though, is good, but all the shit that's in the V8, all the vegetables Mm -hmm. and shit, just for some reason helps my body. 
I mean, I, I can fully believe you, but I think I would just, if given the option, I'd rather just suffer than drink tomato juice. I like, I, I, I like tomato juice too. And I'm a, I, 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 I am one of those, I will have a Bloody Mary if I'm that hungover on the weekend. Never been a Bloody Mary person. I will use V8 and I will dump salt in that motherfucker too. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, nothing like a Bloody Mary for a good hangover. Got it. Oh. I have not had anything since New Year's, and now you're making me feel all nostalgic. Oh. Is that a Harley? Might be. That sounds like a Harley. And I closed my windows, too, so that just fucker is just loud. Could have been a Honda with the baffles taken out of the exhaust. Might have, but it sounded like a Harley. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Anyway. We get a uh, Jay walking backstage, and again, I saw I saw him see Adam. ah Jay walking, Jay walking. <laughs> there you go. We get a uh, Jay backstage. I'll leave that part out. Jay backstage. He sees Edge, and I missed this because I got a phone call, so I missed most of this part. When I got back, like I said, uh, Jay was calling Edge Oose. About four times. So, did you see this part? I actually didn't. I missed the last, like, okay. ten minutes or so, because I had to go to the bathroom, which is kind of embarrassing, but it shit literally happens sometimes. All right. Well, Jay saw Edge backstage, and they talked, and Ed, uh, uh, Jay said ooze a lot. Um, there you go. So, Kevin Owens came out for the KO show. He starts uh, talking a little bit about where he's been. That says it's been a mentally and physically tough last few months for him, but he'll keep fighting. Then he introduces Bianca. Sasha comes out. Now, Kevin Owen is obviously trying to build a little tension between these two and almost, yeah, yeah he, he, was, he was being the instigator. I, I do like the little, the dumb little joke that he made because he, he brought on Sasha Banks. And he's like, yeah, "Nice to see you, boss. Thanks for the checks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Are you fiddling with your mic again? Stop rubbing your microphone. I don't. I'm not doing anything. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Then don't breathe. Can you stop breathing for a little while? I, I could try. No, don't. <laughs> Would it help if I put this plastic bag over my head? I mean, it's important for the show, so that might help. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I passed out on air. Uh, you know, nah, everybody gets, everybody, yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, I like this. Sasha actually ended up, funny, we were talking about Michael Jordan. Or Sasha actually called herself the Michael Jordan of WWE at one point in this match. Um <laughs> And then Nia and Shayna come out at one point just to ruin the, the, the mood. Reginald's got his new, sh- new, new suit on. Um, suddenly we see Natalia with Tamina. They're coming on down for their match against Bianca and Sasha. So we get this whole match. And uh, Nia, Shayna, and Reginald all stay on uh, commentary there. At one point, Bianca had Natalia pinned, but Reginald... Had the ref distracted? Charles Robinson knows better than that. He's been around. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. He's been around a long time, but uh, <laughs> obviously he's still, you know, still able to be distracted. Um, 
Gave him enough time for Tamina to actually pin Bianca. Bianca starts blaming Sasha for Reginald being down there when, how does that make sense when she came down with Naya? He came down with Naya, sorry. So, but it, it, anyway, um, this never doesn't make any sense to me. But Reginald does give a little smile to Sasha, blows her a kiss. Again, he's being used by Naya. But, hey, he's got his sugar mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how does it make sense? It doesn't make sense, but they got to build this feud anyway, so they're going to keep on trucking. I guess that's it, man. It doesn't make sense, but whatever. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of curious to see where this whole Reginald Naya thing goes. Yeah, I think so too. I, I like it. Like, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, is it supposed to be funny that they're dating? Is it supposed to? Like, I don't. I don't. I don't get that part. But I'm a little curious to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm at least curious, so that helps. Now we get a little recap. We see Apollo um, throwing the stairs at Big E. Big E is returning, and we mm-hmm. see him back. L- loved this Big E promo. Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit weird because he comes out and he's all like, he's in like a damn near full body cast, <sighs> and then he starts like disassembling it as yeah. he's walking down the ramp throwing like a neck brace here and then kicked off a boot and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then he was doing, <laughs> he basically was like full on preacher gimmick, basically. Yep. I like delivering a sermon out there. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Push this motherfucking guy to the moon already. It's time. As far as I'm concerned, I know he stammered a few times in this promo. I heard it. Everyone heard it, but I got to tell you what, as pissed off, emotional, and passionate as he was, if you were that pissed off, that emotional, and that passionate, you'd have adrenaline running through you, which would probably make you stammer and stutter a little bit when you're talking. Sure. And, and this is going to sound like bullshit, but I actually kind of think that that's purposeful. I think this is kind of the voice, like the kind of affectation that he's trying to do with his voice. He was basically doing, like a, like I said, like a preacher thing. He even mentioned that he has to get biblical with this. Yep. So I think he was like almost trying to do one of those where like to kind of stop and start and stutter and stammer like how you would get when you got a preacher that's just really up there just, you know, doing his thing, giving a sermon or whatever. Feeling the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, once again, I think if they ever decide to put the fucking championship on this guy, I think he's going to be amazing for your company. So mm-hmm. I've said that enough times. Um, so great. Uh, he called out Apollo and we didn't get Apollo. We get Corbin no. coming down. Fucking Corbin. That's who we got coming down. He wants to challenge Big E for the IC title because he thinks it's an open challenge. Sammy runs out to accept the challenge uh, that Big E really never threw out there. Um, he was, did. It was, oh. he, he challenged Apollo, and then Apollo didn't come out, so he's like, right. fine, if Apollo's not going to take the challenge, this is, this is an open challenge now. Oh, I must have missed something there, which doesn't surprise me. Um, Big E said, whichever one of you gets in the ring first gets the match. Uh, Corbin didn't move. Sammy ran into the ring. Took Sammy out quickly with a belly-to-belly. Rolled out of the ring. I think this was just to get us to commercial. Because mm-hmm. we come back and the match is starting. The more Corey Graves kept harping on the fact that Biggie wasn't 100%. Biggie wasn't this. Biggie wasn't that. Biggie can't win. 
the more I knew Big E was not going to fucking lose. <laughs> Corey Graves literally does the opposite sometimes of what he's supposed to do because he harps on it and harps on it and harps on it and harps on it and harps on it. And by the time he's done, you're like, you literally just told us he's going to fucking win the match by saying he's not going to win the match. <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah. No, exactly. We were talking about this, and I mean, not to try to necessarily defend him, but like, like I was telling you when I was watching that ladder match and before the ladder match, the face of the revolution ladder match on the revolution pay-per-view, they had did predictions Mm. and like, that's a surefire way. Anytime there's a multiple person match and somebody predicts a person to win, you can guarantee that they're not going to win. (laughs) So it's like, all right, who's not winning this? Yeah. And, and, and again, Corey, if he had mentioned it once, maybe, but he mentioned it and then he mentioned it again. And then he mentioned it again. And then again. And I'm like, dude, they're, they're, we all know what's happening here. And Big E did win. Apollo came out after the match, slammed the shit out of Big E twice, actually. Um, threw the stairs in the ring. Hits Big E with the stairs. Big E rolls out. Basically, he's sitting by the, uh, laying by the commentary desk. And Apollo stands on the stairs like he's receiving the gold medal at the Olympics. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to the rest of this feud. I am too, definitely. It's got a lot of heat behind it, and it's one of those things where it feels personal. Like yeah. You could actually buy them wanting to you know, rip each other's heads off. Yeah, I mean, you know, did, forget the Apollo's new gimmick, the fact that he just completely changed his accent and is doing a new... Forget that. This build-up, I think, though, is going to be really good. If they keep up with what they're doing here, I'm going to be more interested. And that's what they should be doing. So I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping that that that, that keeps rolling. So we'll find out very soon. Mm-hmm. And we get the last little segment of the show. <clears throat> it's the contract signing. We get Reigns, Heyman, and Jay coming down. Jay, once again, being the hype man that he is. Daniel Bryan and Adam Pearce are in the ring. I guess right when we come back from commercial, they're already in the ring. Um, Daniel Bryan basically signs the contract. Roman says he's not going to. Says Bryan doesn't deserve the match. Daniel Bryan says, you know, a lot of people think I'm better than you and have for a long time. And says he did something that Roman couldn't do. He tapped out Jey Uso. Um, Daniel Bryan basically talked shit and goaded Roman Reigns into signing this contract. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was funny. I like that Daniel Bryan is starting to play games with people. Mind games. Maybe he'll be the new cerebral assassin. Yeah, it is very interesting. Because he's like, he's still supposed to be a face. I mean, primarily he is. Mm -hmm. But he's also kind of acting like a dick. So it's like, it's a weird sort of in-between. But he's acting like a dick to manipulate who he wants to, to get what he wants. So it's... True. It, and, and he all he wants is a chance at the, at the, you know, championship. So it's not ex- kind of like how they were doing with Gargano before they fully committed to turning him heel. Exactly, where he attacked Champa because Champa was a champion. Yeah, I get right, it. Right, right. So it's 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 on that line. So, um, but I I did like Brian Samen after Roman finally signed the contract. Brian says he's going to tap out Roman just like he did Jay. Um, and Jay, of course, took offense to that. 
and said, well, I'm going to be the special enforcer of Mania. Uh, Edge came out and said, hey, I'll see you and raise you. Uh, how about me and you in a match next week and whoever wins is the special guest enforcer at uh, Mania? Adam Pierce says, yep, I like it. Official. And we get a brawl. <laughs> that just about does it, doesn't it? I mean, did I miss anything? No, I think that's about it. Mm. <clears throat> and that was it. That was pretty much the ending of SmackDown. Um, again, SmackDown has some really good feuds going on that I'm very interested in. Um, I was not really interested in the whole Sasha Bianca thing. I'm getting more and more interested in that one. Uh, the Apollo feud. I'm getting interested in this Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan feud. I'm getting really interested in. So they're catching my attention. Smackdown very much. So, and I like it. I mean, I guess it kind of goes without saying, but they did a way better job of hyping up the pay-per-view that is next week than Raw did. So, well, yeah, I mean, got the go home show coming up Monday. We'll see what Raw does Monday, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I thought SmackDown was a good show. They've been good shows on SmackDown for a while now, so. Don't know, man, but I'm happy about it. I'm liking, yeah. like I said, I got a lot. There's, those are three I can think of off the top of my head that I'm enjoying. The, you know, the Chad Gable thing I'm starting to get into. So a lot of things on SmackDown that are actually keeping my attention, which are, uh, which are good things there. I would agree with that. I, I like the Cor- little Corbin Sammy feud that they got going on. It's not quite fully a feud yet, but they're you know they've been teasing the tension and establishing that Corbin is is sick of his shit as everybody else is kayfabe wise. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Some good shit going on over there, man. All right. We knocked out both shows. What are we at here? What are we at? Oh yeah. Almost. 12 or 11 year time so about an go. hour and a half yeah a little more about, about there a little more but um, alright let's get into a little bit of news here real quick I know we don't do much AEW on Fridays because we're already done with it on Wednesdays but they've been applying for some strange trademarks lately Smart mm-hmm. one very strange trademark they actually filed a trademark for Big Show, also known as Paul White now, uh, his real name, Captain Insano from The Waterboy. AEW filed a trademark for it. <laughs> Captain Insano? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job. Good job, Smart. Very good. Mama said that that football is bad for your mandula oblongata. <laughs> no, that's why alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and because of their mandula oblongata. <laughs> oh, shit, I love that movie. According to Fightful, the AEW trademark uh, for Captain Insano is intended for use in video games and other digital media. So it looks like what they're trying to do is make this as a downloadable character in their video game. That could be fun. I think that would be really cool to do. And I think that would be a lot of fun. And if if Sandler by any chance owns that, the, that was a Happy Madison movie, which he probably does own the rights to it. 
Mm-hmm. He is a wrestling fan. I mean, he's done movies with. I mean, Stone Cold was in Grown Ups too. He's done done big yeah, shows. Longest and, Yard, fucking Nash was in that. Exactly. I think Kali too. They AEW's got a good chance at locking this one down, in my opinion. Oh, Sand, and if they wanted to, I mean, fucking Sandler do it. Sandler do it, show up once or twice, you know. Absolutely, that'd be huge for AEW right there. Very, very big. So I thought that was a weird one. Now, on the heels of that, though, Smark. Yes. I got a few little other trademarks that they have filed for very, very recently. Um, Elite GM Mm -hmm. is one. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, they're doing a general manager thing. What it looks like. Because the they have a few with the GM words in it. They have Elite GM, AEW, Elite GM, and All Elite Wrestling, Elite Wrestling, Elite General Manager. All of them are for downloadable games, downloadable game software, computer yeah. games. So it sounds like they're looking to make a game where you are the general manager. Yeah, that... There they are. Um, I don't remember too much from it, but they had talked about that on their like little video game website, where they were talking about making an actual full, like a full length video game for consoles and stuff. And they had touched on also wanting to do a little GM thing, and then the poker thing that, or the casino thing or whatever that we talked about last week. I think we talked about it. So that has been in the plans. Uh, I forget exactly, like Hagi said, I forget exactly how it's supposed to be laid out. But you get these people and you put them in matches, and then like you can, depending on how the matches go, you get like star ratings and shit, and you make money off of it. That yeah, could be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a mobile game. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's the plan. Now, it also sounds like they're actually opening up a new subsidiary of their company called Hmm. AEW Games. Yeah. So that's going to be something coming up soon. You'll see AEW Games coming out soon. Well, they got like a Twitter page and a YouTube channel and shit like that for it right now. Ah, there you go. Um, And... AEW best summer ever. <laughs> now this does not say pay per view. This says entertainment services, namely an ongoing television show about professional wrestling. <laughs> I don't know why, but just that phrase just makes me laugh. It's the best summer ever. Like it just sounds like some shit that like Pepsi would come up with for a marketing campaign. Uh, it's just like grab your boogie boards, kids, and get you some diabetes with the new forty-two ounce Pepsi Cola. Yeah, uh, Sasha Baron Corbin. That is uh, that story you're talking about right there is in my uh, in the queue, if you will. Yeah, um, coming up soon. Yeah, this best summer ever. Things not. It, it's awful, and it sounds like what they're going to do is do maybe a special show. We'll see what happens. Or like, I, I don't know if you remember that shit because we were both of a different age. But do you remember like when MTV was popular and they would have like they'd go to spring break or they'd go to like Cabo for fucking summer and you'd have oh, yeah. like the teen dance party. Like it reminds me of that kind of shit. Like a best summer ever with AEW. Come see fucking Jungle Boy dance with some teen. 
<laughs> Dance with Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Let's see that. I, I That was actually kind of the cool part of, like, you would have WCW show up at those things. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that stuff, man. It that I remember one with um, someone threw a bottle at uh, National Hall at one of those, mm-hmm. I think. And they chased him yeah. into the crowd. <laughs> they chased the motherfucker into the crowd. Um, I would not. I'm going to tell you right now. I would not want Kevin Nash and Scott Hall coming at me. Well, I mean, no, not at all. No. One is a massive human being, and the other one killed a man in self-defense. Um, which really screwed him up for most of his life. But Yeah, but still, it proves the point is that he uh, doesn't fuck around. Yeah, you also, I don't know, man, I've, I've, last time, we talked about this a while ago, not me, I, maybe me and you, um, but I've <laughs> always said I wonder what would happen if, how much better he might have been if that didn't ever happen. Definitely. Might have had a lot more opportunities had that not fucked his head up. But um, Now, Smart, you got a few here. Let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and get one of yours real quick, whichever one. Go ahead and pick. Let's see. All righty here. So we got a couple of different things. I'll go ahead and pull up what I have. Since we're talking about AEW, I guess we'll just go ahead and round it off from the uh, Observer. This is Kenny Omega on the failed explosion at Resolution or Revolution. I don't know why I keep wanting to do that. Quote, yeah, it was really d- deflating to do so much preparation. Test explosions have been impressive in the rehearsal and then have it be something so much different than what we than what was promised. So they apparently had gone through it a couple of times. They tried it out a couple of different times, did some rehearsals, and the only time where it actually did matter that it was an impressive explosion, it indeed was not. Well, when you're on your show saying you planned it that way, you probably shouldn't be on talk shows and interviews saying otherwise. Well, that was my problem, too, is like we were talking about it. And I had brought it up, but I just didn't follow through with the point that I was making because I got distracted, which is very unlike me. But <laughs> you had Tony Khan doing these press conferences. If you're going to make yourself available to the media and you're going to try to be open and transparent and honest with everybody about what's going on, you can't just fucking go out there and kayfabe your answers. Like if you don't want to be honest about things, then just don't do them. Like, don't set up a press conference and then just feed, like, PR nonsense or just kayfabe bullshit. Like, that's what Vince would do. Don't If you're going to try to be different than Vince, be, then try to be different than Vince. Don't do what Vince does. Right. Now, you see, they've always said, I mean, even we talked about just Wednesday, we talked about, um, I think it was Jericho who said, we're never going to want to insult the intelligence of our audience. When you're saying one thing in interviews and you're saying another thing on your show... You're insulting our intelligence. Right. All right. Because it's just you're you're basically saying, well, let's let the idiots that don't follow the you know, that aren't on the internet, which who the fuck is that at this point? Right. Everyone is on the fucking internet. We all know these stories. And if they watch your show, you're telling a different story. So it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't even so much have a problem with that. Or if like you're supposed to pretend within the continuity of the TV show that it was supposed to happen like that, but if you're doing press conferences where you're supposed to like 
provide insight and you know whatever it's supposed to be like non-gimmicked and you give some bullshit answer that's when i feel like you're truly insulting in people's intelligence because like we know we know that that wasn't supposed to fucking happen that way right right i mean it was obviously botched but i don't know i mean they can either you can either come out and say all right we fucked it up and fucking you know take your medicine or you can do what they did and be like, yeah, we meant to do it, and this is how we're going to work the storyline, which is both are acceptable. But if you're going to work the storyline, you can't be given the fucking... I mean, they're telling you how they're making the sausage here, basically. Right. You can't do that. It's just... it It's insulting our intelligence. Like you said, you weren't going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you're not going to hire a bunch of fucking WWE guys. <laughs> anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into this. Um, let me get. We got a few more little things. To get. Let me just mention something real quick here, Smart. This will be a quick one, real, real fast. We'll knock out of here. We had talked a little while ago about Wade Barrett becoming a uh, citizen of the United States. Well, Renee Paquette, formerly Renee Young, also obtained her U.S. citizenship yesterday. It looks like. Um, she said, I became an American citizen today. Fourth of July, I'm going to go off 10,000. She tagged Budweiser and let me hold on. One, two, three, comma, one, two, three. Okay. 28,833,992 hot dogs, baby. Thanks for having me, USA. That is a lot of hot dogs. Mm. That'd be quite the oral session. That would be quite the oral session. And we have an oral session thing coming up later, which is actually, you know what? I can do it right after this. We'll tie it in. Um, so there you go. Congratulations to her becoming a U.S. citizen. I forgot she was Canadian. Always forget. But she is Canadian. Um, and once again, I will say this picture, this 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 woman to me is insanely hot. But uh, I'll leave it at that. So on the heels of that, we have a little... Paul White story. We were going to um, let him tell us in a second here. Old Paul White Big Show was on Renee Paquette's podcast this week. Um, Oral Sessions is the name of it. He talked about a match he had with Brock Lesnar in Cape Town, South Africa. Said there was something that didn't agree with his stomach and actually ended up shitting his pants. So, Let's let Big Show tell us the story. Let me turn some volume on here, and here we go. Cape Town, and some bad food. Oh, God. This is back when I had the the leather pants. Thank God. I hit that mat, and I just (laughs) covered me to do shit. I said, yeah. He goes, do shit. You know what I mean? And then while I'm laying in the ring after the F5, he keeps stepping around my stomach like he's trying to make more come out. So he had dumped Paul Heyman in the ring too, right? So the thing was, is that was the finish. And then I would usually get up, come to pull Paul out, throw Paul over my shoulder and carry Paul out. That was the end of the night for the heels. We were totally humiliated. You know, but this night I was humiliated. So Paulie's laying there and he goes, you got to carry me to the back. I'm like, no. What do you mean? Yeah. Out of the camera in the back? I shit myself. What? I shit my pants. I can't hear you. What? I shit myself. Oh. Okay. 
Are you all right? Oh my God. <laughs> Just an emodium and a new pair of pants. Yeah, no problem. So meanwhile, I'm the guy out the back of the arena with a hose holding off my pants, like, you know, like... Thank God they were leather. Yeah, thank God they were leather. <laughs> what the fuck was with the, like, pseudo Seinfeld sting at the end? Ah, that was her little... Uh, the end of the, I, I mean, end of the clip. I, I get it, but still, that's a weird choice. <laughs> of just the way that you edited it. Well, not you specifically, but the way that the video was edited. I was just like, so I shit myself. Yeah. And I know that audio wasn't great, but her audio isn't great at all. So I actually fixed, <laughs> I fixed that audio to where it sounded better than it did, which is telling you something. Um, but yeah, so big show. Cape Town, South Africa, shit in his pants. I don't know why he makes Paul sound like a woman when he talks about him. Yeah, he's, he, Paul even became somebody's aunt. Yeah, right away. And, you okay? Uh, you but, uh, need me to get you some soup? See how Paul Heyman becomes like the like the like a caring guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you're right. You ain't carrying me back there, motherfucker. <laughs> but Paul was Paul I was worried. He doubled down on it, been like, I shit myself, and then Heyman's like, Yeah, but are you gonna carry me? <laughs> and okay. it's like that's not my problem. I didn't shit myself. That's none of the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> can you do can you do that on command? We can make yeah. some money off this. And you said he ate something that didn't agree with him. I really wish we knew what that was. That would have been funny to hear what he I That's would true. like to know what he had. So a salad. And I love the fact that Brock kept stepping on his stomach. Like mm-hmm. trying to make him shit more. That's awesome. I I do love how delighted Brock seemed to be in the story about what he managed to accomplish. Which also angers me because my theory is if I ever got into a, like, like if Brock Le- like a Brock Lesnar ever got into a, like, wanted to fight me, I would just shit myself and hope the smell would scare him away. This lets me know it would not do anything. So I'm just going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm dead. Brock Lesnar ever comes at me, I'm just going to have to die. Let's see, there you go. Gee whiz, is it such good shit, pal? Uh, exactly. That's a real good shit. Go hose them fuckers down. Hose Which them I down. I guess that makes sense because we were talking about we were talking about we were going to mention the story, and I said that I thought it was a little bit odd that wrestlers so often love just like giving the information, telling people like unsolicited that they had shit themselves at one point or another during their career, and I wondered why they enjoyed telling these stories so much. Now it all makes sense. Because you know for a fact that that would have popped Vince pretty hard if he heard the story. Oh, Vince loves pee and poop and farts and mm-hmm. vomit. And Vince loves that stuff. Vince is a, a five-year-old strange, kid at heart man. and a strange, strange duck. Um, but all right, Smart, good. Hit one, hit one more of yours real quick. One more of mine. We'll go ahead and I guess just do this sequentially. Uh, it's again from Observer, Shad Gaspard, Big E, uh, Sami Zayn, Tracy Smothers, and a couple of other people whose names I cannot pronounce and aren't wrestlers, so I will not bother with them, uh, were named the first winners of what will be the on annual Shad Gaspard slash John Huber Memorial Award for 2020. I think this is really nice. Um, I don't know who's putting out this award. Is this... Observer putting out this award? Yes. 
I believe so. This is really nice. Um, It's a little weird having both names on there. Um, Obviously, the the causes of death were completely different. Shad Gaspard um, literally died saving his son, giving his son's life over his. John Huber suddenly died, which we were all shocked about, and obviously, um, but it's that's what makes it weird. But having both their names on an award, um, it is very, very nice, and I'm sure everyone involved that got the award is still very, very happy to get it. Yeah, absolutely. It is a little bit odd that it's, uh, like you said, sort of a dual-name, dual-branded award, but... I mean, at the end of the day, it's just kind of a way to acknowledge some of the nicer, you know, more outstanding people in the wrestling community. And I guess it's better putting their names on it than like how the WWE did, where they named an award after a notoriously homophobic person. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that when War... True. But when Warrior... <laughs> but Warrior wanted that award to go to guys in the back, backstage people that were never seen... But right. very important to the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly supplied, uh, supplied, surprised. Kevin Dunn wasn't the first person to receive the fucking award. But no, WWE chose to be to turn that award in the award. My God, I can't talk. Into oh God, I hope this doesn't sound too horrible. A pandering award. Dad, no, not to me because I've made this rant about 80 different times that it's just the fucking PR award. It's like, all right, it's mm. basically the annual let's here's a video of Stephanie posing with a sick kid award. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it, it even, it sounds horrible to say because you, you almost think that a company can't go that low. Right. But then you're like, well, it's WWE. They do go that low all the time. And they use mm-hmm. these situations to, further i don't want to say their agenda but it is it's to further their business which i know mm-hmm. they're a business they I, I know it i know any way to make money for a business is good i know but not always right when, yeah it's, it's very tactless and ham-fisted and just you know avert it's very obvious what they're trying to do and right. it's very obvious that they have ulterior motives behind the shit and it just it's very uncomfortable yeah yeah, um, let me knock out this one smart, and you can hit yours, and we'll end up on the um, obviously the most talked about thing is uh, Andrade right now with uh, some weird things going on. Joey Janela, um, which some pretty bad things on uh, us wrestling fans. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I know Joey Janela's supposed to be the bad boy, but. Um, this is what he said about uh, wrestling fans in a tweet. All wrestling fans, 100%, have an right to an opinion. He said an. I'm reading this as he said it. Not a right, an So just right. singular, we have one right to one opinion on one thing. Right. So all fans, 100%, um, l- let me fix this. All fans, 100%, have a right to an opinion, but... I also have the right to say that wrestling fans 
that think I suck at wrestling deserve the most severe ending case of strep throat, dot, dot, dot. He continued, maybe death too, to be honest, TBH. Um, not quite sure this is the way to get wrestling fans on your side. <laughs> on... It's a bold strategy. Uh, <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Kyle. Let's see how it works out for him. Uh, <laughs> is that what you were going for? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's it's very. I mean, but we're wrestling fans, though. We're used to people telling us that the town we're in sucks and that we suck. So uh, I mean, well, I mean, we're maybe I'm, this is classic heel work. I mean, Jesus, I'm a wrestling fan and a conservative. I'm used to being called a fucking piece of shit. You know, my, for everything I do. So mm-hmm. it's just the way it works. And that's just a pre-show preparation. I know. Exactly. I, I come on in and I just, you know, deride you for all your choices that you made in life and that we do the show. I know. I mean, you call me every ist out there and then you end up with Nazi and we start the show. It's just how it works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, um, I just don't uh, look once again. I know Janela is supposed to be this bad boy of wrestling. Which, whatever, he's not really. Um, Ric Flair, to me, is the original and only bad boy in wrestling. And always will be. Um, Bad man, too. But uh, I just don't see how this is good to say. I mean, the case of strep throat, I guess, whatever. I I don't think strep throat's ever killed anyone. But then you literally double down with, you know what? Maybe you should fucking die, too. Maybe death, too. No, no dot, 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 no LOL smart, no laughing emoji, no I don't know emoji, just end of sentence. Maybe death too, TBH. I would like to know, like, I'm sad that this is just in text form because I would love to, like, be able to gauge what the actual intention was. Because, like, if, if he was fucking around and, like, I kind of think that he might have been because he just he likes to fuck around. That's what he does. But, like, I, I do like the idea of everyone's entitled to an opinion, but if you don't like me, you deserve to die. <laughs> like, that, that's kind of funny as a joke, but if he's actually being serious, it's like, I kind of have an high opinion of yourself, eh, bud? Well, I mean, let's face it. Joey Janela had some moments in wrestling where he's been, he's gone viral. Most of those moments were, actually, the main moments were the first one, where he uh, put uh, John the Danzig through the, through the truck, through the back in the back of the truck, and almost lost his own finger. The second one was the dive he did where he hurt himself, mm-hmm. made him go viral. So basically, him killing himself is what the fans want to see. So when you go out there and try to put on this technical, um, you know, masterful match. That's not what your fans want to see, Joey. So they are going to think you suck because you're not out there killing yourself. I hate to say this, and this might sound harsh, but you, Mr. Janella, put yourself in this position. Mm. This was no one else but you. You went out there trying to be a hardcore guy. Now you're trying to be this excellent technical wrestler. You're good. You're decent. But, dude... No. (laughs) No. Yeah, and I mean, I think some of that has to do with AEW, too, though. Because, like, I don't know if 
they just they don't have anything for him or what. But he's just he's like if he if he wrestles at all, it is on dark usually. Like every so often, he'll go onto the main show and then he'll like lose a match or whatever. But if you see this guy and he's just relegated to the B show every week, and then if the moments that he actually does wrestle in the main show, he loses, and you're not familiar with his work, like you're gonna think that he sucks. You're gonna think that he's a nobody. Like that's just it is what it is. Yeah, and it. I mean, really, the last time we saw him really do anything worth a shit, he was with Sonny Kiss. Right. And I mean that thing's still going on. They 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 have they have in fact on dark this week they lost to Santana and Ortiz. So they're still having them team, but they're essentially just a kind of a job or tag team. And like like I said, if I'm a I'm a fan of his to an extent. I'm not like a super fan of his. Um but you know, I liked him from what I saw him doing like G C W. But if you don't watch GCW and you see how he's presented in AEW, he's not presented as really much of anything important. Or any, they don't really give you much of a reason to care about him. Right. You're right. They don't. They never have. They never really have. And I mean, I, 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 like I said, I know Joey's gone viral a couple of times. Excellent. Great. Good for you. But at both times were you fucking yourself up badly. So... Might not want to keep eating your own, drinking your own fucking Kool Aid is what I'm saying. Um, He's one of those guys, I will say, because like I remember back in the THT days, mm-hmm. we you guys had they had the little Facebook group, and like people would post, and he was on there. People would post things that he did, post like the videos they made on YouTube or whatever, and they put over how great it was or how funny it was, how interesting, whatever. That people would say nice things. And, like, I would never see him reply to any of those things. But, like, when somebody said something negative, I would definitely see him reply to those. So I was like, man, like, a lot of people spend most of the time putting you over. Then somebody says, I don't like this. And you're like, fuck you. Well, I mean, "Mm, I mean, me and sensitive. Yeah. I mean, me and Shaheen talked to that, talked to Joey before he was, before he blew up. Mm -hmm. And he, he started kind of big time on us afterwards. So whatever, man. Um, but yeah, I, I just think this is not a good thing. Whether you're joking or not, most it, it's going out on dirt sheets now when people are going to take you fucking seriously. And there is no sure. context to it. So you might want to get that out there. Um, now, Smart. I got to pee. So we got two choices here. You read the next story and I go pee. Or we take a quick break and we come back and read the last two stories. Okay. I'll go ahead. I'll take the driver's seat. This will be fun. <laughs> okay. I'll be left to my own devices. If I come uh, back and you're singing, um, I think we're alone now. I'm muting you for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to say for the rest of like ever. No, it's like, no, just this one, in, but we will mute you. You will, <laughs> you will be here in spirit only. Cause I will mute your mic from now until eternity. Now you're going to, okay, you only gave me one song. I can't sing. So I'll think. Now you're going to wait till you see me coming back and start singing it. I know it. All right. All right. You go ahead. I'll be back in just a minute. I really got to go though. So go ahead. Um, and I've already read this story, so I know which one it is. So go for it. I'll be right back. There you go. All right. Okay. So, we are alone now, so now it is time. If you have any uh, recreational drugs, go ahead and take those. Uh, you can go ahead and set anything on fire. This is like very much a substitute situation. The main teacher isn't here, so what we're going to do is we're going to watch a movie. Everybody put their head down on their desk. Uh, anyways, Oscar, 
this is a story that we're going to actually talk about. I'm going to try to do my best. Asuka is out with a concussion from the kick by Shayna Baszler. We talked about that last week, I believe. The problem with the concussion is that she could be fine next week or she could not be cleared for a long time. You never know. That's enough time. There's enough time left that she could probably be back from media, but that's not a sure thing. It's tough because they counted on Ric Flair weekly for Raw through Mania, and now Charlotte Flair's second Mania direction has a chance of also being in jeopardy. So I think the original plan was, we were talking about, or we actually didn't talk about this, but it come out that the original plan was it was supposed to be Asuka and Lacey Evans for the title. And it was a rumor that, Asuka, or that Lacey Evans was actually going to win that match. So that ended up obviously not happening because you had Lacey Evans get pregnant, and then it ended up getting switched to what we thought was the inevitable match between Asuka and uh, Charlotte Flair for the title, which apparently now is in jeopardy because she done went and got kicked in the head. And that's usually not the best move for career act or career longevity. And now box is back, so everybody put your cigarettes away and throw away your paper balls and airplanes that you had made in his uh, departure. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. I honestly I didn't do anything. <laughs> I think it was just because it was a lack of I couldn't think of anything to sing. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we got. Uh... You just—I'm assuming you just talked this little Oscar's now. Now, now, who got kicked in the head? I, I heard that part. What? Who? Well, Oscar, Oscar then got kicked in the yes. head. Yes. Well, kicked in the face, but kicked in the face, kicked in the head about the same thing. What I was talking about was they were saying that uh, Charlotte's second mania opponent is also in jeopardy because they were p- reporting that originally the plan was going to be that they were going to do Lacey Evans versus Oscar. Actually, everybody had kind of thought that it was going to be Oscar and Charlotte just guaranteed, but apparently the plan was that it was going to be Lacey Evans and Charlotte or Lacey Evans and Oscar rather. And even that uh, Lacey Evans was supposed to win. I was seeing some people were saying she was going to take the belt off of her, but then she done went and got pregnant. Uh, so things had to get changed around. I don't think they ever really said who Charlotte's first opponent was supposed to oh. be, but they put her with Oscar, and now it's looking like her and Oscar might not be a thing either. You think Vince is passing out condoms backstage? <laughs> I do now. After Lacey's, <laughs> go buy me some Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, God. yeah, I, I could see that. I could see people. Well, yeah, because Lacey got pregnant, and uh, fucking that's not that's AEW, but Brandy got pregnant during her ankle too. So people keep getting pregnant during these ankles. Oh, Becky, yeah, you Becky, know, Brandy, Lacey, everyone's getting pregnant during fucking big angles. So, ah, interesting, very interesting. But um, yeah, we we've talked about this uh, Oscar when she got hit, and again, Shayna looked horrified when she did it. I mean, you could see the look on her face. She was not, did not mean to do that. But, I mean, they focused on that. And, like I said, that looked like a bridge came out. That looked like a tooth that had been knocked out got knocked out again. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she's going to have to go for a little bit of surgery um, for this. So I'm sure they're, I'm sure the concussion was definitely part of it. But uh, she may need some surgery on her on her mouth, too, which is going to take – it usually takes about a week or two to, to get better. So let's – um. Are you saying that she's in for a couple of oral sessions? Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Maybe for some lucky guy. Or perhaps you won't be performing any oral sessions for a while is the point of the story. Perhaps. I don't know. But hey, Renee Young can now do it legally as a U.S. citizen. 
mm-hmm. whatever she wants to do. So, all right. Is, so, it, is uh, it too on the nose to have Britt Baker on the podcast? Because <laughs> you got oral sessions with the dentist. She might. That would be perfect, right. and I'm sure she will eventually have her on there. I'm sure she will. Um, all right. I guess to end it, once again, we're going to talk about the story that's probably most talked about today that I've seen. Yeah, as it did break today. It did break today. We're finally getting breaking news uh, for once. Um, fucking God. Nobody better die when we sign off, I swear. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know who I jinx, but I would like to apologize to them. Oh, anyway. Um, we've been hearing things today. Um, earlier this morning, basically the first thing we saw was people posting um, screenshots of Andrade's Twitter where he sort of changed his name, got rid of his blue dot, his blue check mark, excuse me, not blue dot, blue check mark, and um, basically got rid of all wrestling and WWE, not wrestling, all WWE references on there. And then we started seeing where he literally has asked for his release and asked for it at Monday at Raw. And now, Smart, you told me before the show that Meltzer said that it was denied, correct? That is right. Yeah, that's, that was a follow-up tweet that the Observer put out that Meltzer is saying that his request was denied. Okay. So let's think about something here. We talked about Aleister Black on Wednesday being basically regulated to catering until his contract is up because of what his wife did. Basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't think of any other reason that they would do it besides to punish him for his wife's mistakes, which I know what you're going to say. WWE would never do that. They're not that petty. You and I both know they are. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, Andrade, I just, this isn't the same situation. This guy is a fucking talent and a half, man. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, well, not- this definitely isn't the same situation because I think we all thought, I definitely thought that him being linked to Charlotte was going to help him his career. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. He's going to be getting a mega push off this, but no. Yeah, I mean, you know, that you would. You would really think that, but... No, it's not the way it's working right now. And again, I mean, Andrade is very incredibly talented. A second or third generation, I forget what they say. Second generation? Hmm, not entirely sure. It's definitely a second at the minimum, maybe a third. I think second generation. So he's got, I mean, it's in his blood, as they would say. But, you know, here's the thing. You've got Aleister Black who wants to be there and wants to work. And they're going to stick him in catering. This guy doesn't want to be there. Would rather go somewhere else. And they go, nope. Well, no. I think he wants to. He, he wants to work. That's why he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not giving him anything to go with. He's not. Oh, he's a third generation, by the way. I just went ahead and looked up on the old Wikipedia. So third generation. Man. Uh, but yeah, they haven't done anything with him. They haven't given him much of anything. He hasn't even like just out of curiosity because I was looking through Hulu and I saw main event was on, or that main event's one of the things they had. So I was looking through the last couple of main events just to be like, was he on that? Because they had the card listed. 
Mm-hmm. And he's not on the card for any of the, like, the last like month or two main events. So, like, he's literally doing nothing. He's not on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, fucking anything. He's, they're, not, he's, they're not giving him an opportunity to work. And that's the sad thing is, like, I think, honestly, when he's left to his own devices and he's given the opportunity to have good matches with people, he's one of the best, like, pure in-ring wrestlers that they have on that fucking roster. And the, the, the other problem, he's 31, like he's not an old guy by any means and like he's not even he doesn't turn 32 until november so he's got time it's not like one of these things where he's like 40 45 and like they're keeping him out because he's too old now like he has plenty of career left he hasn't been injured a lot or anything like that like there's just no reason that you're not using this guy other than you simply just don't want to and if you don't want to then he's obviously not going to be happy with that and if you don't grant his release, eventually that contract is going to come up and he's going to leave anyway. So it's like, it's a matter. It's a waiting game at this point. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm of the belief. If someone doesn't want to be there, there's no reason to keep them They're They are use. They're not going to give you anything. They're not going to do anything that they're not getting that, you know, that they're not getting something out of at that point. There's no reason. There's no reason, dude. I was, uh, let me tell you something. When people used to give me two weeks notice, I would tell them I'd rather pay you for the two weeks to go home and find it and, and do whatever you're doing because you're going to be useless the next fucking two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I would just I would tell them, just go home. I'll I'll tell them to pay you. Just go home. You're done. Go go well. Go find a and job. I mean, it's not. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Okay, sorry. Um, I mean, and it's like it's it's even not that it's a huge blow to them, I guess, because they're they're making money hand over fist anyway. But he's becoming a detriment to them because you know he wrestled before he came to NXT. He wrestled in CMLL and he wrestled in New Japan, so he's got all these connections. He knows all these guys. It's being reported that he's like purposely talking people out of signing with them mm-hmm. because he's so unhappy there. And he's like, look, this if it happened to me, it could happen to you. Don't fucking go there. <laughs> and we've seen people that is like specifically we're talking about like Ring of Honor guys, Roosh and Dragon Lee, and they both signed with Ring of Honor. They signed like extensions because he was in their ear being like, don't go. Like, just fucking stay where you are. Look, hey, I mean, even I, I think was it Nakamura that said it's it's not what you think it is or something? Or was that Andrade? I think it was Nakamura who said that everyone. Listen, I. Uh, I. I I if you can't find let me put let me put it this way if you can't find a spot for this guy if you can't figure out what to do with this guy this talented fucking guy then why are you keeping him what are you going right. to do why torture him let him go make money somewhere else take him off your roster just well, I mean that's finish the thing it. is we were talking about it, and you had asked you know, when we were talking about uh, Alistair Black, like how long was it going to be before they let him go that they regret their decision? And I think that's exactly the point: is like they know that he's talented, and they know that he can get over and he can make company money, but they don't want that company to be them. But then they also don't want that company to be somebody else. So it doesn't make sense. Like they don't want him to make money for them, but they are also 
like keenly aware of the fact that he can make money, so they want to put the block on another company, having that happen for them. Which it makes no fucking sense because if you know that he's a star, then use him. You're not. It's not like you're you're at an overabundance of stars right now. You're having a hard enough time as it is getting people to tune in regularly to your shows. Maybe you use whatever star power it is that you have on your roster so that you don't have to do fucking Legends Night every couple months. Uh, it, it, exactly. It's it's petty bullshit, man. And you know they're they're, they're all, oh we we make stars. This guy Andrade could be one of your stars. I, he's got it. He's got it. Whatever it is, he has it, and they don't want to use it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I mean, because he... I mean, maybe because he did keep... He, I forget who it was, but he did tell someone it ain't all... It's not it ain't, ain't all what it's cracked up to be, buddy. Yeah, I mean, he's been trying to keep people from signing because he's been unhappy. I just don't know why you'd keep a, keep a guy like that around. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it just, for the reasons you said, pettiness, bullshit, just we may not want you, but we don't want anyone else to make money off you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Because, I mean, he'll go somewhere. And it's like like I said, it's not that he's somebody that has like his long injury list or injury history. He's not like an injury prone person. And he's not somebody that's super old. He's 31. He's got at least a good, like, fucking probably 10 years or so left in his prime of being able to go out there and compete at, a, like, a really high level. Yeah. And then, I mean, like I said, you go back and look at Alistair Black. I think he's only 35, right? Something like that. I'll take a look here in a second. If I could spell it. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair Black. There we go. I got it right there. Oop. Did you put age? All right, there we go. I got it now. You got it? Yep. No, you were already doing it, so I just fell back. Yeah, um, let's see here. Age, he's 35, exactly. 35 years old. Born in 1985. Mm-hmm. 35 years old. So they, got a thir- they, get, they have two people right now. One, they just decided they're not going to use, once again, for you know the, the, the sins of his wife. And the other one wants to leave. Wants to go somewhere else. Is unhappy with the company. And they just... No. It just makes no sense. Their their thinking process is so fucked up, it just amazes me. And that was the other thing that was interesting, is they fucking rushed. Rushed to split up him and Garza. Mm-hmm. And what have they done with either one of them? Not a fucking damn thing. Nothing. Garza was out there one week with Miz and Morrison, and that would have, they should have left that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I mean, anything. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they've, they've, we've seen articles before with, they're begging for, you know, Latino stars because, you know, Raid isn't going to last forever. And they've got Humberto Carrillo. Incredibly untalented guy. They've got this guy. They've got Garza. They've got guys that could be their next Latino star, and they want nothing to do with them. One of you know, I mean, Humberto Carrillo is in twenty four seven, you know, purgatory, like we've said before. This 
guy. Well, the that opposite end of that is I was saying I was looking at those main event cards. Yeah. He was on every one of those. <laughs> like that's where his lot in life is. Is they're they're giving the old ricochet treatment and they're keeping him stuck on main event. It's it's so fucking weird because like you said, they're constantly, constantly, constantly looking for specifically as they put it that way, Latino stars. Like they're making no effort to try to hide the fact that they're specifically looking to, you know, pander, essentially. But you get, and then you get these people that fit the bill and then are naturally over, naturally talented that people actually like. And it's like, well, those are not the ones that we want. Like, we're determined that we're going to push Dominic. It's like, okay, cool, nothing wrong with Dominic, but like, you you have other people that can fit that role while he develops. Absolutely, plenty of people, but they just don't want to do it. And you know, I mean, you, you can say that that is parent, but let's fit. You're you're you're. <sighs> This is more catering to a demographic, yeah, than yeah. pandering. Which I guess you could. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of, you know, arguing semantics here. Really, not really much different between the words, but well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, they you do want diversity, but you also want people that are good. So if you right. can have somebody that is diverse and is also talented, why not fucking use them? They have three guys that we just mentioned that they could use immediately. That could get out there and get over. We know Garza can get over. He's done it before. I like Garza. I think a lot of people do. I never hear really people talking shit about him. Andrade, obviously talented. Great in the fucking ring. Great in the fucking ring. Might not speak a ton of English, but can get by. And fucking, you know, Carrillo, who, you know, chicks dig his dimples. Yeah, he's all baby face. He can, I mean, and, and he's, again, great in the ring. Might not have the best personality when it comes to promos, but that can be worked on with him. Sure. They, But no, they'd rather just, you know, put them all in, you know, shitty shows or not even use them at all. And then sit there and go, why can't we create Latino stars? You know, they'll be scratching their head in six months and we'll see an article that they're desperately trying to create a Latino star with Rey Mysterio, uh, you know, fading away quickly. And I know you're going to say, well, they got Dominic there now. Mm, Yeah, but Dominic's just Dominic. He just I mean, I know he is Latino, but this doesn't seem like a Latino star, does he? Well, it doesn't seem like a star is the point overall. Uh, maybe that's it, too. Like, he's definitely Latino, but he's not a star. Like, And that's the thing, is that they're trying, like, again, they have to have it their own way. It's like, you have any number of, we, we talked about it, like, if you if they really wanted to, they could make something out of Lucha House Party, too. They but could, they give there them a you dumb go. gimmick, and they don't use them, and they make them jobbers. And because, like, when we talked about when they were in NXT, and they actually were allowed to have good matches, they had good matches. And, and it gets to the point there where it's like you start kind of dooming yourself because not only did we talk about Andrade like talking people out of it, I've seen interviews with Pentagon where he's like, "I'm not fucking going there," and that was before that was even AEW was an option. He was like, "No, <laughs> like I'm not going there. They're not going to make a joke out of me." I'm not having it happen. And like these people, you know, they know these wrestlers that they can bring in, they know that they're not going to get treated fairly. So they don't come and they end up costing themselves quality talent. Yeah, they really do. And you know, Sasha Marin Corbett in here saying that uh, he posted a picture of Humberto Carrillo and says he's jacked and he's right. Mm -hmm. You look at this picture of him and 
you know, this is a picture Triple H would be fucking gaga goo goo over. Sure. The guy is. And fucking, I mean, I know we yeah. joked about it, but like they do want to appeal to female viewers too. He's a handsome guy. I mean, it is it is what it is. He's got that like you know, in the purest sense of the word, the baby face look. Yeah. Clean shaven. Well, not in this photo, but he's normally clean shaven, and you know he's he's got this kind of this, this look that would be appealing to a lot of females. You would think again. He's got those 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 amazing dimples. First thing my wife noticed when she saw him, his dimples. Mm-hmm. Made me feel great. I don't have any fucking dimples. I got dimples, but. I got that's neither here nor there. I, I, I don't want them. No, I got, <laughs> you could have mine. I got ass pimples, but that's not a dimple. It's a pimple. Different thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I, I, I just don't see how there's three guys right there that they just can't figure out how to use who literally should write storylines for you just with their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I got nothing else. Smark? No, I think that's gonna do it. I think that's gonna do it. I think we covered it. Let me get the uh, this pulled up. Let me get this pulled up. And as usual, we will play "Take Your Drunken Ass Home," which is, I guess, played for me at this point. Um, and we'll knock out plugs real fast. Hi, marks. Cheese man, Mojo, G Wiz. You want to check him out? Where can you check him out? Mixler dot com slash metal mitt network that's right two t's in mitt mixer.com slash metal mitt network 8 30 p.m eastern time sunday nights you want to check that out bobby anthem bobby blades the inhuman experience always be subscribing to them please do they are on all the usual podcast platforms also everything unscripted wrestling podcast you can find them blog talk radio and once again all the usual podcast platforms they are on a lot. You definitely want to subscribe to their channel. Get their show. You will not be disappointed. Stephen Milan, we always appreciate you sharing the show. Letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. Two L's in Milan. He's over there reviewing films. Check him out. And, of course, you want to check us out. Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. You can get us on Anchor and all those places right there. Smart. Good. Yes, sir. Monday is 8.30 on the Metal Med Podcast Network right here on Mixley. Be sure to check out Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Man, the Cheese Master. And you also want to be sure to check out Sundays, 10.30 Eastern, the Motor City Machine Goods with Mojo and Dirk. And also, last, never, ever least, be sure to visit our friends at the Planet Raccoon Tour. It's the Planet Raconteur Podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Get Well Soon, and Yuck Nasty. 16 episodes available for you. Season 2 on the horizon. Be sure to subscribe now. Check them out. They really and truly are great guys. So do what you can to support them because they support us. All right. There we go. That is it. I hope everybody enjoys the weekend coming up. Um, I know a lot of some people got spring break coming up. My kids are on spring break next week, so that's good for them. And uh, there you go. Chat room. Appreciate you guys joining us 100%. Always, always love you guys joining us. And talks. I think you're cheating on us on Fridays, you son of a bitch. You mm-hmm. son of a bitch. We anyway. have hired a, a <laughs> <private hot. laughs> 
Anyway, otherwise, either that or he's just out having a great time. And if he's doing that, you go, motherfucker. Hell yes. Anyway, appreciate everybody joining us. Appreciate you downloaded for downloading. Anyway, you support this show. It is greatly appreciated by me and by Smart. And we will be back Wednesday night. Enjoy the weekend. Adios. Take your drop and ass on. Party's over. Bad last song. Can't stay here. You got to go home. Go.